Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Asu back again. E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. This is episode 269. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Real Bling Ring, Hollywood Heist, Dahmer, and Reservation Dogs Season 2 Wrap Up. Movies including Lou, Fresh, The Monsters, Smile, and The Super Pets movie. Quick mentions of Hocus Pocus 2 and 2018's 25th anniversary Halloween bash, She-Hulk, Amazing Race, and Survivor. And as always, the weekend sports, weekend fun going collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the news! Now this is episode 270, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 269 was the in-the-truck deal for the last one, but... Ah, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot on TV that I missed because of Dahmer. Did you see any of it? No. All right. I did talk about it a little when we did the In the Truck. Um, I finished the whole thing, and wow. It was pretty good. Uh, I do believe there was a lot of stuff that they changed, but I did say that they, they had to change some things because of this or that. Uh, I believe the families of the victims, I guess Netflix or whoever did this, didn't uh, consult with them. So they are pretty mad. I don't know the whole legal side of it. I don't know if they can uh, sue or, or do whatever. I have, I have no idea. So I, I don't even want to get into that. But I do... I guess I would if someone was something was concerning me my or my family I would at least like to know and uh I guess I mean I don't think they can say anything because it's all pretty much public knowledge I mean it's anything that happens with dealing with police and all that they can just you can go get all these police reports and everything, and I assume they went through all the uh, interviews that Dahmer did. I didn't realize that he had done so many of them before uh, he bought it, and uh, that was one of the things that I said. I mean, there's no spoiler to this. We all know how it ends, um, but I they showed it, so I, w- <laughs> I was cool with all that. Uh, it was pretty brutal from what I understood when he... Uh, uh, met his demise, the gentleman that did kill him. He seemed like he was kind of crazy. Uh, but I believe after he read about what Dahmer had done, uh, he said a, a higher source, uh, a higher power uh, told him to do it. And I'm sure we're all, we all didn't uh, give this man an extra slice of pie um, because of what he did. He Before he killed Dahmer, he killed a, uh, another guy 
because uh, they were all set to go clean uh, the gym. Um, and they went in there, and the the, sec, the the third guy, I can't remember his name. Look it all up, everyone. Or if you watched it, you know. He walked into the restroom where the other guy was and bludgeoned him to death with a metal rod. And then he went in there and then took out uh, Dahmer. And from what uh, they were saying, that or what that guy said is, Dahmer didn't make any noise. He didn't try to fight or anything. He just stood there and took it because he did want the death penalty, but they there was none. So I guess they didn't they, they didn't do it. He was just supposed to spend the rest of his life in prison. But this guy took him out. Um, they, and, and I don't know how, how I took it when I first heard about it. When it happened, I just kind of figured that the guards looked the other way and just let this guy in. And the in the show, it seemed like one of the guards went and got that dude. And then took him in there and then knew that uh, he, he was going to take him out. So because the the guard disappeared, I assume there was supposed to be a guard staying in there with them the whole time to watch him. But he went out and who knows where he went, walked away for a few minutes. I think it was good for he was gone for like 20 minutes and then he came back and that guy was there. And the other two by day, the other two dudes were dead. And uh, Dahmer did live for a little while. I think he died in the hospital. And I believe the other guy died right then and there. But the other dude that bought it. Um, I didn't know this. I didn't really go into it uh, when it all happened. Uh, he was in prison because he killed his wife. So, yeah, uh, he bought it too, and that that was on him. <laughs> so that was the reason why he killed that guy. He goes, "You you killed your wife, so I'm gonna kill you." So, but overall, I thought uh, Evan Peters or is that his name? Evan Peters or Evan Peterson, yeah. whatever his name, Quicksilver. Uh, I thought he did an awesome job as uh portraying Jeffrey Dahmer. So um those I know some people just like they can't watch that type of stuff. Um I was all in it because I knew how it ended. It was different watching those movies about it because they just focus on all the killings and everything and they don't really show you uh the court stuff or what happened to him. They did a lot of uh court stuff which I thought was good and uh stories with um uh, some of the victims and some of the neighbors. I believe that this is what I read. I don't know how true it is. I guess uh, one of it was multiple neighbors that was complaining about Dahmer, but I guess they all just kind of put it all into one character. That's what I read. I don't know if it was true or not, but um, I thought it was really good. Uh, I also a friend of mine said to watch um, my friend Dahmer. That was one I believe came out a couple years ago. Not sure exactly um, when that was. I guess I should have had this all pulled up in front of me. But that film came out uh, 2017. A Ross Lynch uh, portrayed Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, Anne Hayes, uh, she portrayed his mom. And Dallas Roberts uh, portrayed his dad. And then a couple other actors was his brother. But he had some friends. Alex Wolf, he was in. I didn't know he was in it. Uh, he was one. This this story was more focused on uh, the true haunting story of young Jeffrey Dahmer, the shy adolescent in high school who, be, who becomes the notorious serial killers years later. All right, this, that was directed by Mark Myers. Yeah, that that movie just was focusing on his high school years, on just being the loner, and then these guys kind of just befriending Dahmer. Uh, they they were just kind of with him mainly for like uh, the um, 
like sidekick, uh, jokey guy, but Dahmer was just weird. And that was the reason they liked him because he would do all kinds of crazy things. And then he just, just got crazier and crazier. And then the movie ended right when he picked up that first, uh, that first guy he killed the hitchhiker. And then that's when the movie ended. Um, they went into all that in, in, in the TV series and everything. It was 10 episodes. It's all on Netflix um, it's getting rave reviews, but I do understand the people that don't want to watch it. And I do understand the people that won't watch it and, um, and everything, but it's, it's a lot to take in. I kind of zipped through it. Once I started, I wasn't even going to watch it. I was something I was going to come back to later because I have so much other stuff to watch, but this show made me push everything aside. I haven't watched, I'm not caught up on Andor. I'm not caught up on. She-Hulk, I think I'm like a few episodes She-Hulk back, um, but this took up a lot of my time. Uh, when I was at work, I had it going, and then when I was at home, I had it going until I finished it. But um, wow, this it was it was good. I I liked it. Again, it's not for everybody. Uh, I don't know what um, stuff was changed. Because they did say, I remember watching a video, they were saying, oh, this happened and this didn't happen. Uh, again, they're, they're going to kind of jazz it up for TV. So, but um, if you do want to check it out, I mean, again, you already know the story. There, there's no spoilers in it. But this took a, a deeper dive into who and what Jeffrey Dahmer was. Um, I did watch some of the uh, interviews he had done. And I, I, I think I was just Jeffrey Dahmer out. I was like, man, this guy just, I'm surprised he lived that long in uh, prison. I'm surprised they didn't kill him as soon as he got in there. But um, he kind of wanted to be put in, um, no, no, no. They, they wanted to put him in like uh, his own wing by himself and leave him there. But uh, he was like, no, no, put me, put me with everyone else. Because he knew he was going to get killed in there. He knew it. So that's why, from what he was saying, he just, I know it's coming. So uh, I'm just going to bide my time until it does. Because I guess he started doing weird and crazy things when he was in prison. And uh, everyone was just looking at him weird. And then that one guy just uh, did us all a favor and took him out, as well as the other guy. But um, the Dahmer, the the monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story or whatever the, the hell it was called. Um, it, it was pretty awesome. I, I liked it. Um, definitely check out uh, my friend Dahmer. If you have uh, Tubi, it's on there. Uh, the Roku channel, it's on there. And if you have HBO, not HBO, um, YouTube Premium or whatever the hell it's called, that's where I watched it. It's on there. So, But um, uh, the other one that I liked, uh, the one that came out in 2002 when um, Hawkeye portrayed uh, Dahmer, uh, Jeremy Renner, that one, that one was cool. That that was mainly just uh, of him killing. They no, I think it ended when they caught him and that was it. They didn't uh, go into any of the court stuff or anything. But um, it's crazy. There's there's a lot. I mean, I guess the algorithms and everything and all the things I started clicking on. All these other different things started popping up in it. Um, there's one good movie, if you guys haven't seen it. It came out in 2007, and it's a film called uh, Chapter 27, uh, dealing with uh, Mark David Chapman, uh, just what was going on in his head and what was going on in his life. 
uh, right before he killed uh, John Lennon. Uh, this stars uh, Academy Award winner Jared Leto, uh, Morbius. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's in it for a minute and then a few other people. Um, I'll give it to Jared Leto. He's a, he's an amazing actor. I love him and not everything. Morbius was what it was. <laughs> I need to watch that again before the year is up. But um, he did an awesome job as uh, Mark David Chapman. He was all weird. And uh, some of you probably think Jared Leto is weird anyway. But uh, he... He took this role seriously. I believe they wanted to put a, a fat suit on him, and he said, "Nah, that'll look horrible. Let me just give me a while, and I'll uh, I'll bulk up." From what he said, he just ate cheeseburgers and ice cream and and whatever he could uh, get down his throat. He said it almost killed him uh, to to bulk up to be uh, how big he was in the movie. If you guys have seen the movie, you know what you want it is, or look it up, look it up to see how how he looks. He did not look like hey how, how ripped he was. In uh, Morbius, but yeah, Dahmer definitely uh, check it out if you have HBO or uh, HBO um, Netflix. It was uh, definitely worth your time. Again, if you can sit through this, that type of stuff, but I really enjoyed it. Will I watch it again? Not anytime soon. I, like I said, I'm kind of Jeffrey Dahmered out, so I'm gonna leave it alone for a while. But uh, I believe uh, my friend Dahmer was a book as well as a stage play. Um, I would like to see the stage play of it, but uh, I don't think they'd be playing it anywhere where I'm at. But anyway, yeah, Dahmer on Netflix. Uh, I think it's worth your time. If, if it's something that you, you can, you can watch your stomach because a lot of people said when it got to the, see the, uh, the blood and violence and guts and then the killing and everything, it was just some of the stuff they couldn't watch. But yeah, that again, that took up all my TV time. So I don't have anything else. All right. Uh, most of mine are pretty quick hits. Uh, the Netflix documentary series, it's three episodes. The Real Bling Ring, Hollywood Heist. It's based on the Bling Ring robberies that took place in the L.A. rich suburbs between 2008 and 2009. Uh, the three-part documentary with access to the gang that perpetrated the heist. Uh, first off, have you seen uh, the, the 2013 film, by Sofia Coppola. What's it called? Heist? The Bling Ring. Never heard of it. Uh, what was interesting is I remember when a film came out back then, 2013, and I was like, "That's." there are two things that was crazy about it. One, that it seemed like, I mean, whatever. It, I guess it's not as crazy these days, but I was like, man, that's like a quick turnaround. Like, Like, it just happened. Like, the... Court proceedings, I think, were like, you know, still going down and whatnot when this film came out. It's uh, the film, uh, The Bling Ring, starred uh, Hermione, Emma Watson. Uh, she was in that. Uh, but yeah, this is like the real story of it. Uh, like I said, three part thing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Just uh, Oh, the other thing about the movie that was interesting was it was directed by Sofia Coppola, which it seemed like totally not up her alley. She seemed more interested in, like, not that kind of stuff. Like, you know, the bling ring, these teens were, like, interested in, you know, they robbed uh, Paris Hilton's house, Orlando Bloom, Audrina Patridge from the Hills, 
Um, they were interested in like that kind of celebrity. Uh, also, it was interesting in this documentary is how they, they talked about how, um, uh, at least in their eyes, the documentary filmmakers, they were talking about how Ozzy is the one that really set things off as far as uh, reality TV with, uh, as far as, uh, you know, Paris Hilton's concerned and uh, the Hadrina Patridge from the Hills, uh, like Ozzy really like set the stage with the Osbournes. You watched that show though, right? Yeah, I liked it until I found out it was all fake. Uh, that and Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. It was all just staged stuff. I was like, yeah. I still don't get me wrong. I love Ozzy and I love Gene, but yeah. when I found that out, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch Osborne's when it aired, but when the first season came out on DVD, I bought it and I actually really enjoyed that. But then after that, I didn't really keep up with it. I never. Um, watched the hills uh never watched that the paris hilton thing whatever that was the farm life or whatever she did simple life simple (laughs) i watched that that? i watched that first season it was funny uh but once uh, her and nicole richie started battling it out that's when i tuned out right right so anyways um it's interesting just in that I'm interested in like true crime and, and, and this kind of, it's kind of a weird story in that just that like, at least back then, it's also funny to see like how far we've come in a short amount of time. You think about now, like, like ring uh, doorbell security and like the way like houses have security and yes, they had security, they had footage back then, but even whatever, when this took place, 2008, 2009, like the footage isn't even that great. And like these days, like the thing was like these, uh, Adrena Patridge and Paris Hilton, uh, their ho- they left their houses like unlocked. Like it was the kind of thing, like nobody would like dare <laughs> to do it. And then these kids just did it. <laughs> they just came and, um, what was interesting too is like even when they got away with it, like they they scour like the TMZ and stuff like that to make sure like they were good, like they did get away with it, and it was that kind of thing. Like you got away with it once, then it just you know one thing leads to another, and then you know more people come in and whatnot. The other interesting thing from this was um, that the person who Emma Watson played in the film. In the film, they surprised they they portrayed her as like the leader of it, but it was really uh, the guy. There was uh, this guy. He was the more the ringleader of it. So, but anyways, yeah, I found it pretty interesting. And also, um, the other aspect of it that I found funny is like that, like. LA thing, that Hollywood thing of like, everybody wants to be famous, everybody wants to make it and whatnot. And it was like, it was funny to see like, the side stuff, like they didn't get too much into it. But there were like, lawyers and actual like police that like got swept up in it, like, chasing the fame of it too. 
which is kind of funny. Like, and it just becomes this whole thing of like this, like artificial fame and like how that like really did materialize in the two thousands, like famous for nothing, like famous for being on TV, like, like the people from the Hills and Kardashian. Who's in the Hills? I don't even know who is it a reality show or a TV drama yeah. show. Yeah, it's uh, rich kids with problems. You don't have any problems. <laughs> yeah, my opinion. that's my opinion. High school everybody. graduation, Laguna Beach alumni Lauren sets to live out on her own in Los Angeles and work as an intern at Teen Vogue. It had 112 episodes across six seasons. And yeah, Audrina Patridge was, I guess, one of the main persons. Heidi Montag, Lauren Conrad, Spencer Pratt. Yeah. Uh, I've heard the, the first three names like thrown around, but um, obviously this is what they're, they're known for. <laughs> yeah, the names don't ring a bell but i'm sure if i saw their faces i, w- I would know yeah so yeah anyways, never, the, the only sh- kind of shows that like hills wise i kind of got into rich kids with problems was um the uh, the first season or two of um the hell was that show steve and dylan and all them um barely hills 90210 <laughs> That was that. I got into that. Um, Dylan was awesome. Dylan McKay and Steve. He was hella cool before he started uh, killing sharks in the Sharknado films. And uh, Brenda was that her name? Uh, yeah. Shannon Doherty and uh, yep. Yep. Andrea was my favorite. Um, she was supposed to be a teenager, but she was well, like forty years old or something like that in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she well, was the one that I the- liked. Except for the fact that that was an actual like show, a drama. Like The Hills is like was that a reality? reality show. Oh, I thought it yeah. was a TV. What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the OC. OC. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, somebody on that show got robbed too, as part of the the whole bling ring thing. Also, they brought up MySpace a lot too, which was interesting. Because it was before, uh, you know, the rise of Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. <laughs> MySpace is still going strong. Crazy. It's still <laughs> out there. I don't know who uses it, but it's still out there. Right. Well, it's a cool just relic of the past. Every time you remember, you can go back and look at your your stuff from the late 2000s. <laughs> if, I, if I go on there, it's just to try to look for a old... Pictures, <laughs> right? So, yeah, no. And exactly. I had a lot of uh, that first Comic Con we went to. The first, on, right? Is on there. That was my. That's what's funny. That's what's interesting. Like, yeah, that was that was MySpace. Because what? That was two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah, that was two thousand seven. So. Yep. When what was that coffee place you would go to that was like clear on the other side of town? <laughs> yeah, because of weeds. I haven't, I haven't, uh, is that was that a Showtime thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't Which remember. seasons two and three were the best, and afterwards, to me, it went downhill. I stayed for the rest of the ride, but 
It's prime time season two and three. <laughs> She's just selling weed when it was illegal. Is that what she was doing? Yeah. It, it, the premise, and for the first three seasons, it was she's selling, like, to these, like, ultra-rich. Like, it was in the, you know, these, you know, gated community types. And But after the third season, like, it went away from that, which was crazy because, like, the whole theme song was the uh, – the tiny boxes and there was that whole idea of that, you know, selling in that, you know, community. And then they went away from it for like the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, did it, uh, did it end with, um, uh, legalizing weed? No, it was, you know, it was all about, uh, Mary Elizabeth's, uh, character. Where's she at? I haven't seen her. The last thing I saw her was Red 2. Right. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I loved uh, season season 2 and 3. Awesome. Anyways, uh, yeah, before I move on, uh, yeah, recommend checking out Bling uh, Ring, both the movie and uh, this doc series. So, What's it on? Uh, the Netflix documentary series about the real thing. And then it looks like I just looked up the movie is on Showtime if you have access to that. So. The Bling Ring. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> um, the next thing I wanted to get into real quick, I didn't mention in the opening, but I saw a commercial as we were recording. So I was like, oh, yeah, that. I better add that. Uh, mainly because I just wanted to tell you this because I was like, oh, it's pretty interesting. I did watch uh, the first episode of the new version of Quantum Leap set 30 years after Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Follows a new team that must restart the project and hope to understand the mysteries behind the machine and its creator. At its base, it's pretty much exactly like what the original show was as far as like the person is leaping all over time. And when he gets to that point in time, he has to help right or wrong to move on to the next leap. Um, the thing that I actually found most interesting is going into the show. I heard that uh, uh, Scott Bakula said that he wasn't going to be involved, but then right away I was like, Oh, that's just like going to be like, um, like a remake, like uh, just undoing, the original, but it doesn't at all. And I found that actually really interesting. Like they mention um, Scott Bakula's character and um, uh, Dean Stockwell's character, uh, like over and over. Like they talk about them all the time and how they're like so important to the Quantum Leap project and this and that. And even like the first episode ends with like a, a a uh, shout out, a tribute to uh, Dean Stockwell, who just recently passed in the last couple of years. So um, it's interesting that Scott Bakula said that now. If the show does turn out, I would be shocked if they didn't find a way to, like, you know, throw money at him, beg him 
to come in for a cameo, you know. I'll say this right now. He'll probably be in it before the season's up. He's probably just saying, no, I don't want nothing to do with it because I'm sure once they announced this, everyone probably came at him. Right. And they probably, if if he's in it, they probably said, just don't just act like you don't care or anything. So I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to pop up in it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's the whole thing, too. He's saying that, and then he'll be like, oh, my God, there he is. He's just going to show up to help. Right. uh, (laughs) Is everyone mad? I know there was some – it was just uh, Twitter stuff and how they get mad about changing the – the skin color uh, <laughs> of these characters, well, but then, like you said, it's it's not the same guy. But before yeah. anybody before anybody knew what the show was about, they were like, ah, whoever the, well, the other guy was was white. Now this guy is, is he Asian? Is that what he is? He is, he is. But yeah, like I said, I actually found it most cool that they kept talking about the the previous project and. Um, Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell's characters who were Dr. Sam Beckett and Admiral Al Calavecchi. And actually even they mention um, Al Calavecchi's daughter is like a character now, like that they're going to be developing in the series. So I was like, it's cool that like they, it actually is connected. I like that at least. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it, the, he, he'll come in for whatever reason. I have a feeling, but um, that's on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, right. and the yeah the first jump takes place. It's July thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. I think it's in Philly, and the second episode I watched took place uh, in space. I think in the the late nineties. And then just out of curiosity, uh, also on Peacock, they have the original series. So I started up uh, that first episode to get a reminder. I remember the show, but I don't remember like the very, very beginning. And so I like saw that first episode and like the premise is kind of the same in that in the original series, Scott Bakula like entered the machine kind of on his own. And then, you know, got stuck, you know, leaping all over the place. And that's kind of what happened to this guy, too. Like, he was working on it, and there was supposed to be somebody else that was going to do it. And then he just did it. Like, and he doesn't remember why he did it, why he was the one, why he decided to be a quantum leaper. Hmm. So they just got to go and fix things before you. I never watched the show, uh, so so they can move on. Right. Next, so they can they can't take the leap until they fix whatever's wrong. Right. So it's like the first one. I'll just tell you that one. Like this, he 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 teams up with this guy, and they're supposed to be a heist. But that night, that guy dies. And when he dies, like his wife is, you know, left alone and then he, the kid isn't there. So it's like he has to help this guy like survive the night and he tries to talk him out of don't don't do the heist. Like it's that kind of thing, you know. 
Mm. I don't know. I'll probably check it out. If I yeah, do, I'm gonna, I want to watch the first episode of the original series. I know what it is. I just didn't didn't get into me. I, I liked it when it was called The Voyagers, but that's me. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't redo that one. I mean, that was oh, a good sure show. And it was, uh, it, it, you learned from it. It was a history show. If you guys have no idea what for you young New Jacks that don't know what the Voyages is, it was a cool little show. It was Phineas Bogg, and I can't remember the kid's name, uh, Punky Brewster's brother. Uh, uh, Phineas was um, a Voyager, and what he would do is they would travel through time and fix things like um, the... Lincoln wasn't at whatever theater uh, to get assassinated or something. They they would go and give him a push and make it. This is just me, an example. <laughs> give him a push. Hey, man, you really need to go to that theater tonight. Um, that That's not in the story. I did that just first thing that popped in my head. But they were in order to because uh, they had this little thing called I think it's called the amulet. It was like a little uh, little gold flip open type of thing. And it had the, uh, the earth on it and these two little uh, red. There was only two lights on it. And uh, they'd, they'd get to a time. They'd look at it. If it was flashing red, something was wrong. And then they'd have to go fix it. And when they looked at it, when they fixed it, they looked at it again. The light turned green. And, All right, man, cool. Let's go on to the next one. Then disappeared. Fly across to some other time. I liked the show. I watched it every Sunday. And, uh, and I learned some stuff. So I, I thought it was really cool. Oh, re- yeah. redo any guys in NBC redo that show. I think to the, today's kids with today's technology, it uh would probably be a, a killer show. I don't know. If you guys want to reboot things, um, stop right. rebooting bullshit. But uh, not yeah. to say Quantum <laughs> Leap is <laughs> stop. Go reboot well, dumb things that I don't care about. <laughs> one thing too, I forgot to mention uh, the OG Ghostbuster himself, Ernie Hudson, is on the show too. He's part of the the team. He's like the lead of the team. Like he's not leaping, but yeah, he's like the lead of the project. Well, good for him. Last thing I saw him in was Ghostbusters, at Afterlife or whatever. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, bring it up a little later. So <laughs> that movie's hella good. <laughs> was that this year or last year? Last year. All right. I don't remember. Um. But yeah, let me uh, quick hit the rest of my stuff real super quick. Um, One, you said you weren't caught up on She-Hulk, but I did send you the clip from the opening of the most recent episode. Very hyped to see Haim enter the MCU. Uh, I was like, oh, and it like kicks off the episode too. I was like, I had to stop what I was doing and go take a uh, photo of... uh, my She-Hulk soda figure with the the Heim record. <laughs> Good for them. More money for them. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. You ain't going to say no to that uh, Disney money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they came to us, hey, we want to put you guys. Sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Even if it was for free, I'd still do it. Just let us wear our shirts. <laughs> right. Give us some kind of promotion before you uh, make money off our are good looks. Right. <sighs> All right. How many episodes are they in? I don't even remember the last one I watched. They, I think there's two left. So that must have been uh, seven. Cause yeah, it's nine episodes. And then, yeah, so that was just seven. So it looks like, yeah, you missed six and seven, I guess. 
I have no idea. I need to. Okay, I saw that one. I saw that one. Yeah, six and seven is the one that I didn't see. Yeah. But yeah, um, going good, going great so far. So, um, not our last MCU of the year, but it's our last MCU weekly show of the year because uh, we got Werewolf by Night coming. Very excited for that here at the end of the week. And then that's one got- episode, right? Is it a movie or? No, it's a it's what they're calling a special. It's one hour, so it's not long enough to be a movie, but it's not short enough to be a short. So, well, it's as long as it adds special. to the to the story of what they're trying to do with this face. So we'll yeah, see. well, the thing that I'm obviously I'm excited for for Man Thing and the Werewolf, but I was excited another um, uh, character from the comics that was going to be in there. One that also has a uh, pop figure elsa bloodstone is going to be in it so i was excited to find that out but yeah um sounds like that might be uh, a possible candidate for uh, 31 days right which one the wolf by night or whatever yeah oh it is right. <laughs> okay. yeah can't wait can't wait i'm trying to okay i don't even know I don't remember seeing him in any of these trailers, but he looks cool. Looks like the man thing. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I still want to watch that movie <laughs> they made a while back. Um, I haven't seen it. I, I've always wanted to see it, and I never did. I'm glad I got that pop, though. Where was yeah, that? Great pop. Great Heavy, pop. too. I, want to, I, I need to get my hands on another one because I want him sitting Right here in front of me. Uh, oh, when me and Mike went to, um, was it uh, Halloween in Riverside or whatever that little con was? Right. I remember that. It was like in a, looked like it reminded me of a church, but it was like a big theater type of thing and uh, guests and vendors and everything. And down in the basement, they had more vendors and there was a guy down there with a ton of pops and, uh, I walked in as soon as I walked in, like a bug, a wall of them. I walked over. The first thing I saw was man thing. Well, whoop, give me that. <laughs> I needed that one. I need to get my hands on another one. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to pick it up when I did. Because um, you never know when it takes even something like this for like a pop like that to blow up. Um, I didn't get it when it first came out. But, yeah, I was able to get it for a pretty decent price online I didn't I don't think I paid uh, too much more than than retail and you know sometimes that happens they they will release a lawyer she-hulk I'm sure but uh the one they released years ago I kept putting off getting and now that one's worth a couple hundred bucks because of the show (laughs) which one missed out on that one the lawyer she-hulk from a few years ago was a con exclusive Okay. I kept putting off getting it. I could have had it easily, and now it's like worth hundreds. <laughs> but, anyways, um, my other super quick hits. Um, my reality lineup: we're saving uh, the Big Brother finale for its own anchor episode, right? Yep. So you guys can quit complaining. Stop blowing me up. <laughs> Well, it's, it. yeah, Don't let's uh, skip over all that, damn it. I keep telling you guys. 
It's one. It's it's been one week since the finale, but yeah, I still got a lot to say about that. So I still need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. That's why. Um, okay. I, I didn't want to do it here because we'd be talking about it for two hours. So right. Go over to yeah, anchor no, for that that's one. That's good. That's good. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. Um, Survivor, like I said last time, I'm I'm still keeping up with it, but just not an exciting season so far through two episodes. Very run-of-the-mill. On the other side, though, Amazing Race through its second episode. Uh, I'm loving this season so far. And I love, actually, non-eliminations can be fun, but the since they added the no non-elimination, no non-eliminations, it really does add that level of, like, oh, man, like, they gotta go. Like, you can't get eliminated and the team I'm going for, uh, obviously, well, I always go for the father and daughter because it, uh, I envision me and Jade in that spot, but, uh, I'm also going for team big brother, uh, Derek and Claire from last year. And they run into a little bit of trouble this week. I was a little worried for them, but, uh, they at least made it through the leg. So that was good to see. Um, uh, yeah, and then another thing to tease uh, for a special um, is uh, Hocus Pocus 2 um, came out. Disney Plus saw it, really liked it. It's crazy. It's been 29 years since the original. Um, one thing that I also saw uh, alongside it, though, was uh, Disney Plus threw up the uh, a couple years ago when it was the 25th anniversary in 2018 they did a um, event from hollywood forever cemetery i know they've done a few events there like for the walking dead and whatnot have you ever been there hollywood forever cemetery i have not okay yeah i guess they do stuff like this all the time like events and stuff like that <laughs> there. yeah my, like said, my friends she she always goes yeah, like they, I know they did Walking Dead stuff there, like a bunch, um, like premieres and finales and whatnot. So, um, anyways, but yeah, a couple years ago, when it, 2018, when it was the 25th anniversary, um, they recorded a special. I don't remember hearing about it, but they threw it up on Disney Plus now. And after watching the new Hocus Pocus, I checked out this special and it was pretty cool. And one thing, like, I never realized, and it was just kind of lost to me, was um, I, I had no idea, no memory of this, but in 93 when the film did come out, it didn't come out in September, October, like you would expect. It came out in July, and they put it up against Jurassic Park. So, of course, it got buried by Jurassic Park uh, when it first came out. And then it was one of those movies that kind of developed its cult following. Um, six years later, when I went raised in 99, she was already a fan of it. And that's kind of how I came to watch it all the time. Raised is big and her certain holiday movies, like she runs like all year long, like, uh, Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, uh, Hocus Pocus. She's got her go-tos that she keeps in rotation year-round. So, No uh, Die Hard or Jaws of Revenge? No, no. But um, those are Christmas movies, everyone. You can get two. <laughs> you can get two rewinds. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's it's funny because that's always like, you know, you always see articles posted on that about the the nature of uh of those films being the holiday films that they are. Lethal Weapon <laughs> as well. It was all during right? Christmas. <laughs> and uh what was that one with Robert Downey Jr., the Shane Black one? Which one? That one's also, uh, people consider that. Uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. You remember Never that? Seen Never seen it. Never seen it. Okay. Yeah, that's considered like a so-called Christmas movie, too. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to find it then. Yeah, it's good. Downey, uh, Val Kilmer. Michelle Monaghan, Corbin Burnson. It's good. Anyways, um, but yeah, uh, that that special it was pretty cool. Uh, probably mention more about it when we do the the Hocus Pocus episode. So, but yeah, I guess that'll that'll do it for TV. All right. Well, I got um, Reservation Dogs. The whole season is over with season two. Uh, season ep- season one was awesome. Uh, I think we got like six, seven episodes last season. I, I can't remember. But um, this season we got, oh, we got eight episodes that first season. And this second season we got ten. Um, Reservation Dogs was my number one uh, TV show last year, um, but this season was oh my god, it was it was amazing, and man, it was tough to watch. Um, oh man, uh, shout out to uh, everyone at the River Spirit Casino for hosting. The uh, premiere of the first two episodes when I went out to Oklahoma. I'm definitely going to go out there again uh, next year for uh, season three. There, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm just going to stay in that hotel uh, that uh, that night. It was a nice hotel. If you're ever in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you need place to stay. Go to the River Spirit Hotel. Anyway, but we went in the theater and we got to see the first two episodes. Uh, we saw the curse and run. Um, those episodes were cool. Uh, I loved what was going on in it. Uh, then uh, the third episode, roofing, that was funny. When Bear got a job and he, he was he met up with uh, Daniel's dad and was that was a little sad. But this ep- episode four, Mabel, a uh, friend of the show and uh, legendary uh, Geraldine Keems, she played Mabel. She was um, uh, Alora Dannon's uh, grandmother. And oh my God, that one was rough, but it was truthful. I mean, every episode was truthful, especially this episode. Um, dealing with uh, Mabel, she was just getting sick and she was ready to pass, and they were having these big gatherings uh, at her house. And I've been to many of those more than I'd like to have gone to, but that's that's just how life is. Uh, when I get up there in age, and you guys want to film my house and everything, cool, go for it. But um it was it was rough that episode uh on, on what happened and or just what was going on in, in dealing with uh the situation uh of the, the the young kids um they're all of age but they're teenagers in this show 
That was really good. I was really feeling for Laura Dannon. And uh, they were, it was right after they came back when in the beginning of the season, Jackie and Alora took off to California. And, the, and, they, and if you guys remember the end of last season, uh, Barrett was supposed to go with them, but they just left him. They, I guess they didn't want to deal with his bullshit. So they left him there. And Willie Jack and Cheese, they just kind of pulled out the last second and they weren't going to go. But they were still mad at Alora. But since this, was, this wasn't about them, it was about everyone being there for Mabel. Um, it, it was a really, really strong episode, and I loved it. It was cool that um, uh, what's her name came into it. Uh, the dang, what the hell is her name? Uh, Tamara Padensky, I think that's her name. She's the uh, uh, Rita uh, Sarah Padensky. I think that's how you say the name. Sorry if I mispronounce your name. But uh, in real life, they're sisters. But in this, they were um uh, cousins, I believe. Uh, she came into the show. She's awesome. If you guys are watching uh, Outer Range, I still need to finish that. Uh, she's the sheriff in that. I love her in that. Um, uh, that's that was that was a good a good episode. She came home. Um, oh, that was that was her mom. So she was basically uh, Teeny was Alora's aunt. Um, and oh my God, that was <laughs> that episode. I've watched it multiple times and cried every single time it was oh it was just so rough um i loved uh sucks uh geraldine keems they ain't gonna be in any more episodes or who knows maybe she'll pop up in flashbacks uh, but because if you guys do remember at the end of that episode she came as a spirit and that i was just fucking tears just pouring out of my eyes but when she came back and she was funny i was like oh that just that just made everything like better she was all right, but she goes, hey, I'm all right, I'm out of here. And uh, don't sell my whatever she said. If, if you sell my stuff, I'm going to come back and haunt you. So that was really cool. That kind of brought up my spirits and everything. Uh, but the next episode, I would have to say this was my favorite episodes of the season. It was episode five, uh, Wide Net. Uh, the aunties let loose while they're on their yearly IHS conference when they go to the <laughs> to a conference at the at the casino and just go for it. I mean, they're cooped up at home, they're cooped up at work, and this is their time to go to these conferences and just learn what they're supposed to do, but then party. <laughs> and that's what they did. This episode was hella funny. I watched this one probably the most uh, out of the season. I really loved uh, Jenna. She played Bev. Uh, Jenna was from um, Jenna. Oh, I can never say her, her last name. Schmieding. I think that's how you say her name. She was um, what's her nuts in uh, um, Rutherford Falls. It sucks that that show got canceled. I hope somebody uh, picks it up. Um, Hulu. If you guys need another show, it was an awesome show. Um, definitely making my uh, top ten of uh, TV. I wish uh, somebody picks that up because they 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 left this off on a cliffhanger. And I need to know what's going to happen. But that episode was hella funny. Uh, the next episode, I really felt this one too, the decolonization one. <laughs> when uh, two influencers attempt to bring the younger generation together with the Nards uh, Youth Summit. I can't remember what Nards stood for, but um, I've been these kids going to many, many native youth conferences. And you get these people that this is what this is my opinion before some of you jump down my neck. Um some of these people that just found out that they were native and they were trying to be more native than you. And these kids saw right through it. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's how I took the, how I took it. 
Because I again, I've met many people that, oh yeah, you're a strong little brother and this and that. And there's one scene in this when um, uh, Willie Jack is sitting there, and it's um, what's her name from Prey, uh, Amber Mid Thunder. Uh, she was uh, one of the. She's sitting there eating, and then uh, Willie Jack's like, "Oh, so where you're from?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm from the, well, whatever, whatever Pine Ridge Reservation." And she's like, "Oh, uh, my uncle's from there. So what's it like there?" And she's like, "Um, I don't really know. I I grew up in the Bay Area." And then Willie's like, "Oh, a city Indian." <laughs> she was like, "She goes, my heart's with uh, my. Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, but my." My heart is with my people uh, on the Reds. I was like, and Willie J kind of went, oh, that scene made me hella laugh. I, I just laughed my ass off through that season. A lot of my friends were like, hey, man, I felt attacked with that episode because we all grew up in the city. I mean, I, it just made me I didn't feel attacked. It made me laugh because, like I said, I've dealt with people like this. And it just like, man, whatever. I mean, I, I've said this too since the beginning of the show. I grew up in Oakland my whole life, and I live on the Reds now. Um, but I've known the res going back uh, to where my mom and dad are from every summer as a little kid, but pretty much spending and growing up my whole life in the Bay. So I knew both sides. Not to say I'm a master of what goes on in the res, but I know what went on at my grandparents' house and uh, all the stuff that they taught me how to do, uh, every, everything there, uh, being traditional and uh, learning some of the language and everything that we did over there, uh, being on the farm everything but uh some of these ones that just find out that they are and I, I i know a lot of people like this i even have friends like that friends i grew up with that just like didn't have nothing to do with and i there's people that live on this block i live on they got nothing to do with the native community but you live on the res and you're taking the benefits and everything of living here but can give two shits on what what goes on I was like, oh, my God. And some of my friends were like that, man. They're still my buddies, and they're still my my sisters and everything. But I was like, they did not want to be Native when we were kids. But then all of a sudden, for some reason, they think, oh, it's cool to be. And now I'm, I'm loud and proud. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You guys didn't give a shit about any of this before. But, again, my opinion on what I grew up with my life. I mean, I was always proud of who I was. Um and I knew where I came from <laughs> and where my parents were from and where my grandparents were from. I knew all that because some of my friends, I ask them, well, well, what clan, if they're Navajo, what clan are you? They don't know. Well, have you been to the res? No. Well, they've only been in the Bay Area. It's sad, but that's that's just how some people are. I mean, it's it's truthful. I'm glad that I was able to to go back and forth from Oakland to the res in Arizona and my kids, uh, my first two were born in the Bay, but they pretty much raised here. Uh, Kyle and Eric were born and raised here. Daniel and Buster were born and raised here. And uh, uh, my wife, she was born in San Jose, but then she also lived up here when she was younger. But so, but I mean, that, that's that's how it is. Marky, uh, yeah, he was born in, in the Bay, and he's he's claiming Oakland. You weren't, you ain't, don't don't claim Oakland. You were born in Berkeley. What are you talking about? But I love my son. Anyway, I'm the only one that can claim the town. I'm, I'm the only one that was born there. But anyway, uh, but this show, awesome. The, the next episode, Stay Gold, Cheese Boy. That one was really cool. It was funny. Cheese got locked down for a little while because uh, his uncle uh, got locked up. Uh, that one dude, he blew up. I don't remember. I, I can't see his name. 
But uh, he made a TikTok video of him skateboarding down the street, drinking cranberry juice and playing. I hate Stevie Nicks, whatever that song was. And and he just blew up that way. He got so big, they brought him on reservation dogs and gave him a part. So it was cool to see him. He got locked up and that was Cheese's uncle. So Cheese ended up going to live in a boy's home for a little bit. Uh, the next episode is uh, episode eight. This is where the plot thickens. Um, this one was hella funny. It was with it was Zahn and uh, Kenny Boy. Uh, what was Kenny Boy's name? Uh, Kirk. Where did I just saw his name? Kirk Fox. Uh, he's a comedian. He plays Kenny Boy, and uh, I assume this is his son. Uh, as Azriel or Ensenel, I can't remember his name. Matthew Carter Ropel. I think that's his name. <laughs> He was the dude that was in the uh, video store in um, Stranger Things. I think he was only in that one episode. But anyway, um, they uh, uh, Big goes to uh, Kenny Boy's uh, little uh, junkyard, and they are doing danger. I guess they're making acid or something and putting it in soda. And Big is in there talking to them. He grabs one of the soda and powers it. And then he just goes on this trip. And then Kenny Boy's, man, I can let you go alone, man. I'll go with you. And he took a drink. And then just Big just goes nuts out in the woods uh, on just on the acid trip. And Kenny Boy's chasing him, trying to like trying to calm him down. Just just ride it out, ride it out. But then they come up to uh, some crazy. I don't know if they were the clan or whatever they were. All I know is they were they were banging. Uh, dead catfish bodies. <laughs> that was crazy and weird. But that whole episode was funny. And then the next episode was uh, Offerings. I was uh, with a letter from Daniel. Willie Jack seeks guidance from from the past. Uh, she's trying to get... Willie Jack knows that there's uh, all kinds of just tension between uh, the res dogs, so they're trying to just bring them all back together with this letter from Daniel. And then it, went, it ended up uh, working out good, so that was pretty cool. And then the last episode, I still believe, uh, the letter they got from Daniel, um, if you guys remember from the first season, it was kind of his idea to go to California, and they wanted to uh, finish that and do it uh, for their little brother, or for their brother, uh, Daniel. So they all loaded up the car, and they all took off. Uh, Willie Jack, Alora and Wolf, or um, Bear and um, Cheese, Made their way to California. Uh, it sucks that these episodes are only 30 minutes because they zoom by hella fast. But it was a good episode. Uh, they make it there and then they end up their car gets jacked and then they but they still made it to the beach. And that scene at the end was just oh my god. I was at um I'm gonna get emotional, everyone. <laughs> I just went to uh visit the Zisu here. And we went to the beach. What beach was that? Uh, out at Samoa. Okay. We went there. My son Kyle. The ocean was his favorite place to go. My grandson, Daniel, my daughter named him after her brother. Because for some reason, when Eric was little, he couldn't say Kyle. He just kept calling uh, his brother Dan. And to this day, we still don't know why. So in honor of her brother, she named her son Daniel. 
and everyone and even us, we look at Daniel. I even told Tiga, I said, look, this, this was a gift from your brother. Because Daniel looks exactly like Kyle. And when we were at the beach and they were running around on the beach, I was yelling and screaming because I just don't want them to get sucked away in in the waves. So I was just, just constantly on them to watch out, watch out. But when they were running around in the water, running away from the waves and just laughing and all that, and I walked up to my wife and I told her all I see is Kyle it's a good thing I know it is my son's always with us he's been with us since day one since this show started as well as the MacNez podcast but to see them, Daniel's always one. He's always been wanting to go to the beach. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the beach. This is the first time he's gone. And it, it was, it was. This was before that final episode aired. Wow. Right. So when, when they got there uh, in the show and they got to the beach, and everything, and tears just already pouring down my face. But they get there and uh, Cheese does a prayer um, for Daniel. And uh, he did it and he did it pretty good. And then he he really got emotional and uh, just started crying. I was already crying before him, but that that made that made that episode just real powerful. And, and it touched. I'm sure it touched Everybody that watched this show, but for my family personally, but my wife and I were watching it. I watched it before she did, and I was like, "Oh, you got to watch this episode." So when she finally sat down to watch it, I watched it with her, and she was saying the same thing. She goes, "That's weird. We were just at the beach, and Daniel just kept saying, "I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the beach." And like like this, the Daniel in this show. I wish I would have got to meet him, but they kind of wished them all away when we we're at that thing. Um, but um, it would, the the part that got me the most is they were all hugging each other. No way, really, really quick. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Ringer podcast. Shout out to the Zisu. He sent me the episode. They were talking to uh, Sterling Harjo, and they were talking about the that final scene in, in the last episode. And they said, uh, Lane Factor, cheese. He ran through it. He did the whole speech, the first take, and he was fine. He didn't, it was just like nothing. He just said it and remembered what he was supposed to say and said it. But I guess when they were done, they, all right, cut. And they were kind of, all right, that's it. Let's, let's clean up. Um, I guess what, uh, I guess it got to Lane. To what he said, he he felt it and he realized what he was saying, and he just said he just started crying. And they were like, they looked at him and they were like, "Come on, can you do that speech again?" And they said all the scenes when him crying, that was all real because he was so he felt what what his line he, what he had to say in that scene. It, it it just got to him. They they said if he didn't cry, they probably would have just kept. 
that there wouldn't have been that powerful of a of a scene. I mean, it probably, probably would have either way, but for him to let out tears for realizing what he had said and how emotional it was, it got to him, and that's what the, that's what we saw. Because in the beginning of his speech, as his prayer, he's all right, but then he starts crying. I think they took both of the parts and put it together. But I was like, whoa, that made me cry just listening to that podcast when I was riding home. Oh. And uh, it was, it was, I've watched this episode multiple times and it, it was rough. But the part that got me the most, they were all in the water. They were finally there and they were having a good time laughing. They were hugging each other. And then Daniel was with them. He he was he was hugging them, and they were all laughing. I love you, bitch, and this and that. But I was like, oh my god, that that part got me. Every time I go to the beach, way before the show. I feel my son the most there. I know he's here. He's here right now laughing at me. But yep. <laughs> I I feel it more when I go go to the beach. Um the Pacific Ocean, even when I went to the Atlantic Ocean, I felt it I felt it there. And I know everywhere, everywhere I go when I feel the water, I know he's there. Oh, but it was an amazing, amazing season. Um I love the first season, but this season really got me. Uh, shout out to everybody that's a part of the show. Uh, Pauline Alexis, Derry Jacobs, uh, DeForo, I can never say his name, Bear, Elva Guerrero, Zan McLaren, Sarah Podemski, Bobby Lee, hella funny, uh, Lil Mike and uh, Mike and Funny Bone. Yeah. Those guys, Kirk, Kirk Fox, Dallas Goldtooth. West Duty, uh, Stinjati, he was in the first episode. I thought he was going to make a or the first season. I thought he was going to come back and listen, but he didn't. Uh, the Great Gary Farmer, Bill Burr, uh, Hokuji, Chokaji, and uh, what was his name in uh, Mandalorian? Um, I can't remember. Bill Burr's oh, okay. character. Um, shit. <laughs> I can't remember. But Chokaji, that's all he is to us now. Uh, Kimberly Guerrero. Um, Jenna Schmierding, Matthew Card, whatever I can ever say his name, Dalton Kramer, Lane Factor, John Proudstar. Ooh, Ray Ray, I can never forget, <laughs> I can never pronounce his name. Megazi, I think that's his name. Uh, Persono, and I can't remember. His name. He's one of the 1491s. Tamara Podemski, uh, again, friend of the show, Geraldine Keems. Uh, go back and listen to the MacNez podcast when. Uh, I interviewed her for uh, when she was in that movie, The Car, and everybody else that was a part of the show. I mean, all the writers, everybody. This this show is amazing, and I I hope and pray that this show goes on for many more seasons. And all these young cats that are in it, I hope they can just keep their television career, their film career going. Uh, we got Elva Guerrero and Dark Winds. If you guys haven't seen that, with Zahn, that was an awesome show. Uh, Pauline Alexis, she's doing her thing out there. Devry Jacobs, she's out there. She's on the cover of L. I still need to get that uh, issue. Uh, DeFaro, he's out there doing his thing. Bobby Lee, listen to his podcast. His show's hella funny. It's good. I'm glad that he's on this show. And, and everybody that's doing their thing out there. Um, it's just 
it's an amazing show and I can't talk enough about it. I'm, I'm going to rewatch this whole season uh, all over again and as well as the first season. And I don't know who puts these, if anyone, if, 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 if FX is ever going to put these on Blu-ray or DVD or what have you, I mean, I will definitely uh, buy these uh, and everything. And, um, I hope to uh, be back in uh, Tulsa for uh, next season, for season three, uh, the premiere, because um, I, I had an amazing time and everybody that was there that I met, uh, Weez from the Indian Mafia, um, the two white guys that were in the bar, <laughs> I can't remember their names, I met them, uh, what's his name, um, Bobby Wilson. Uh, met him there. That was really cool. Talked to him. He was funny and everything. And, and everyone else I met. Uh, Ryan Redcorn, he was one of the writers. I met him. He was cool. But yeah, this show was awesome. I I, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And uh, everyone, I mean, native country, man, be it here or up in Canada as well. And I'm sure other parts of the world. I know Canada got it like way later than we did. Because um, I think we had it for like a month before. Uh, it aired up there on um, Disney Plus. I don't know the streaming situation, but um, this show is awesome. I am definitely going to try to reach out to something. Uh, I'm going to reach out to John Proudstar. Uh, he played um, Willie Jack's uh, dad, Leon. He's got a comic out right now that I want to check out. I believe down in the he's in Arizona area. I don't know. I, I need to message him. Uh, one of my friends did, and he said he answered him like that. So hopefully cross your fingers, everyone that I get him on the show at some point, but um, yeah, reservation dogs it's on uh, Hulu on FX on Hulu. Amazing, amazing show. And again, I wish nothing but the best for everybody that has to deal with this show. Actors, writers, everybody that, that has just anything to do with this show. It's an amazing show, and I love it. I'm glad that we have this show because we have not had any kind of show like this. That and Rutherford Falls in a really, really long time. That that I mean, we've had shows dealing with um, with Native issues and, and indigenous representation, but not nothing like this to where it was made by Natives, for Natives, and, and just everyone else that they, they jumps on board to, to watch the show, because this show is, is fucking awesome, and I love it. So, to everyone, again, to everyone that has something to do with this show, I love you bitches, because this show fucking rules, and that's Reservation Dogs. First TV, that is all that I have. Yeah, I'm set on TV too. Alright, movies. Um... What did you have? I I got one. I got four. Yeah, uh, I think I just got the one. Uh, I'll check the list again to make sure. Uh, we got so yeah, you by Rockstar. Blue, Fresh, The Monsters, Smile, and the Super Pets movie. Uh, so yeah, you want me to kick it off with Lou? Yeah. No spoilers. I still want to watch it. Okay. Um, just read the, the little synopsis. Uh, storm rages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's hard to, I guess it's hard to talk about. Uh, I was already going to say, if you hadn't seen it, that uh, it's hard to get into too much of it without uh, spoiling certain details. 
Uh, What's it about? Just go there and let me know if you liked it or not, or if I'll like it. Well, I was going to read the thing, and I feel like even that's kind of spoilery. So That's all right. Just go ahead. <laughs> okay, so a young girl is kidnapped. Her mother teams up with the mysterious woman next door to pursue the kidnapper, a journey that tests their limits and exposes shocking secrets from their past. And, yeah, uh, I'd say they did a good job with the, the secrets and – people's motivations and why they feel the way they do. Um, like I said, I guess I got to try to dance around it. It's a good performance from uh, Allison Janney. A um, little bit of action, uh, action, crime, drama, mystery is what it's described as. Also, uh, Journey Smollett. Uh, she was in uh, Lovecraft Country. She's in it. Logan Marshall Green's in it. Um, set in the 80s uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I know you want to check it out, so maybe uh, we could do like just an anchor special on it when you check it out. <laughs> what is this on again? I don't remember. <laughs> Netflix. All right. Yeah. I'll uh, throw it down on my what to watch. <laughs> so, but... Um... Yeah, we're definitely going to do a uh, Werewolf by Night uh, 31 days. So when's that come on? Friday? This Friday. Okay. Yep. All right. uh, well, come this come Friday. And uh, we got to do a uh, not so scary uh, special edition for Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> yeah, that'll be over on Anchor, everyone. I need to rewatch the first one. I don't even remember it. But. It's on uh, Disney Plus 2. Right. Holds up rather well. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I'll check it out. Uh, all right, this one I just watched. I, I watched most of, most of it of what I could. Uh, the, the boys started watching it, and then they just started playing. But uh, DC, League of Super Pets, this is on uh, HBO Max now. I wanted to go see this in the theater. Shout out to Brother Courtney. He said it was all good. Um, Crypto, the Super Dog, and Superman are inseparable best friends sharing the same superpowers and fighting crime side by side in metropolis however crypto must master his own powers for a rescue mission when superman is kidnapped directed by directors jared stern and sam j levine don't know who they are written by jared stern and john whittington and this stars voice sack voice talents from uh, Dwayne the rock johnson as crypto Kevin Hart is ace. All right. The Rock and Kevin Hart. Is there like something in their contract that they have to work together and everything? Because everything they do is awesome. I love they work so good together. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just amazing. It's just two totally different dudes and they, they fucking they rule everything they've been in. The Jumanji films. Uh, what was that one when they were cops or uh uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, the great Kate McKinnon is Lulu. Uh, John Krasinski, um, prof- not, not, not Professor X, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, he played Superman. Um, Vanessa Bayer is BP. Uh, Natasha Leone as uh, Merton. I think that was her name. Uh, Andor, Cassian Andor. Diego Luna is Chip. Mark Marin as Lex Luthor. Ah, this one. 
The great Keanu Reeves as Batman. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Uh, I know he teased everyone. He goes, yeah, I'm playing Batman. And everyone thought he was going to be Batman in something with the suit and the cowl on. Nope. But, hey, it wasn't lying. He was Batman. But anyway, uh, Thomas Middleton as Keith, a.k.a. Ice uh, Guinea Pig. Uh, he was funny. Um, John Raphael, Ben Schwartz. He played uh, Mark. Uh, the, the, was, he was the fire guinea pig. There was a bunch of guinea pigs in this. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? A bunch of other people in this. Oh, uh, what's her name? From uh, 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 Orange is the New Black. The Dasha Paulino, whatever her name is. She was Green Lantern. Um, this movie, what I saw, I saw most of it. I think I had like 30 more minutes, but it was hella funny. I liked it. Um, the animation is amazing. I've said this before. Why can't DC really, really kick ass in their movies? Yeah, we've had some kick ass DC movies. Don't get me wrong, but I've always said their animation department just rules over their uh, live motion picture uh, department. But this was hella funny. They got all the talent, the good voice talent to to do it. Um, I liked how uh, all the superheroes looked. And it was hilarious. I mean, if you guys have seen this, I mean, even if you don't got little kids, I think you'll enjoy this. You, if you know who all the characters are, which you probably do, or you wouldn't be listening to this show. Um, it, it was it was awesome. I loved it. Did you see this? I didn't, but now you've uh, excited me to check it out. Yeah, it was hella funny. <laughs> I liked it. I want to watch it again. Again, I was watching it, like watching it and then dealing with the boys, but I saw a lot of it, and it was hella funny. I, I need to see the end. So, but... This was it was hella good. If you guys got HBO Max, again, throw the throw it off for the kids if they want to watch it, or if you just want to check it out. If I'm selling it to you, um, it was funny. It, it was definitely funny. Uh, if could we throw this in comic book movies? I'm gonna say yeah, <laughs> because it's got all these, it's got all yeah, these comic book characters in it. So, um, I know we're uh, kind of light on the comic book movies this year. I don't even know what we have. <laughs> This, Black Adam, Morbius, uh, the Batman. Um, is it, uh, Doctor Strange? Wakanda. Wakanda Forever. Was there any other ones? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Okay, that's seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we only need five, right? <laughs> uh... I'm gonna look around for uh, the animated stuff because there, there's, I know some DC put out some things. I don't have to check it out, but yeah, it might just be five, maybe seven. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll take all of them that came out and then just put them in a list. So whatever that right. list is, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, definitely watch this, dude. This movie was awesome. I loved it. Um, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch. I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm putting that where the boys are asleep now, so I'm gonna probably watch it at some point. But all right, this next one. Everyone was bugging me to watch this. It came out uh, earlier this year in January. I didn't know nothing about it. Everyone was going, oh, how come you guys haven't watched this? How come you haven't reviewed this movie yet? And I was like, what is it? And the numerous podcasts already talked about it, and I finally got to it. Because, I, like I said, I always got so much crap I need to watch. Um, this is one of the Hulu originals. Again, came out January 20th of this year. And this is 2022's Fresh. 
The horrors of modern dating are seen through the eyes of young women who are battling to survive. Oh, excuse me. Her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. That is what. Um, Google says IMDb usually got the one sentence. Fresh follows. No, no. Uh, Noah. I think that's her name. Meets the alluring Steve at a grocery store and given her. Uh, frustration with dating apps takes a chance and gives him her number. Directed by Mimi Cave, written by Lauren Kahn, I think that's her name. And this stars Daisy Edgar Jones, uh, The Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, and a bunch of other people. Um, this guy native, William Ballou, or Bella Ballo, I don't know how to say his last name. He looked like it. And he is. He is from Reservation in Central British Columbia, the Akali Lake. I don't know what tribe he is, but yes, he is native. He was one of the bad guys in this film. But uh, not knowing anything about this film, man, this movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Um, all right. Uh, I guess I guess I'm gonna have to spoil a little bit of it, but I just won't tell you anymore. Um, yeah, this just chick, she's just tired of dealing with these uh, swiping left and all that on all these dating apps. Um, and uh, she meets uh, Steve, uh, that's a Winter Soldier, in the store, and they kind of hit it off with one another. And he's like, "Yeah, well, let's let's go out on a date." So um, she ta- he takes her out, and then oh, let's go uh, back to. To my place, and then no, 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 no. He he drugged her, and then she woke up at his his place way out in the somewhere. I think he drugged her, or I can't remember if he took her out there or not. But anyway, she gets her out there, and he's got her all locked up down in in the basement of of his house. He's got these big, just super duper rich guy uh, house way out in the woods somewhere, and then she's kind of like she doesn't really know what's going on. And she finds out that he's got other girls trapped there. And then they find we find out, well, other than she's trying to escape all of this, we find out his true intentions on why he has all these women trapped out there. And it goes to the title, Fresh. What he is doing is he is selling body parts to the rich and by body parts selling them he's chopping them up as meat or grinding them up as hamburger or whatever and selling them to the highest bidder and these weird rich people are eating people I'm <laughs> kind cannibalism <laughs> so uh, it's uh, labeled comedy horror thriller. Yeah, I'm gonna go with all of that. Um, not not the traditional horror. It's horrific on what's going on, and that's where it, it took its turn. And I'm not, I'm gonna leave it right there. If you guys want to watch this, this movie was awesome. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, he's all he's only wearing a soldier in my eyes, uh, Bucky Barnes. But man, he was awesome in this. And uh, just how it went and how it ended, uh, it was crazy. Um, 
it's not too bloody or gory. Yes, it may sound like it, but it's not. They they really they show you a little, but not. It's not like a gore fest or anything. So that's why I was like, all right, I, I'm all about this movie, and it was hella good. Um, shout out to everybody that told me to watch this. Uh, if you have Hulu, it's on there, and I highly recommend. Uh, that you watch this again. It's not really a bloody and gore fest. It's just the the idea of what's going on is like, what the fuck is happening here, and who the fuck wants this? Um, I'm not gonna say it doesn't happen. Um, I, I want to think it doesn't happen, but with these rich people, man, they they need to do something with their money, I guess, and they were wasting it on uh, on this, but. It was hella funny, though. I mean, I, I was laughing at more at the whole thing on, on what was going on in it. Um, but um, it was really cool. The soundtrack, fire. Uh, Winter Soldier was a kid of the 80s, I assume, because he was listening to nothing but 80s music uh, in this whole movie. So it was hella good. Um, dude, I think you should watch this. I mean, again, I know you're not for the blood and guts, but they're, it's minimal in this. Just to see how it ends. <laughs> it was hella good. Uh, I loved it. And uh, again, if you guys got Hulu, that is fresh. Not the other movie when they were stealing cars. <laughs> Alrighty. This one, I started talking about it the last episode because I just remembered it. Um, this came out uh, actually the end of uh, last month in other countries, but it was just released here. Um, well, I guess it was released on the 27th here, but I think it was released in some other country a week or so ago. So I saw half of it. And uh, if you guys remember what I was talking about, I was talking about Rob Zombie's The Munsters. Lily is a typical 150-year-old lovelorn, a lovelorn vampire who's looking for a man for her nightmares until she lays her eyes on Herman, a seven-foot-tall green experiment with a heart of gold. It's love at first stock as these two ghouls fall fangs over feet and eat for each other in a Transylvanian romance. Unfortunately, it's not all smooth sailing in the cemetery as Lily's father has other plans for his beloved daughter's future and they don't involve her new bumbling bow. <sighs> the Munsters. All right. Uh, if you guys listened to what I said about it last week, it. I liked the costumes. I liked the, the whole set and everything and what was going on. And it did look like they shot most of it on, on the back lots of Universal. From what I understand, they did. And I'm sure they did some other places and in the, in the, the big studios and everything. But... Uh, this movie was garbage. <laughs> um, it, it made me laugh, uh, but I just, I mean, Rob Zombie, you need to stick to what you've been doing. And uh, comedy isn't for you. Not to say I didn't laugh when when I was supposed to laugh. Um, Sherry Moon Zombie, she was Lily. She's in every Rob Zombie film. That's If she didn't, she probably wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for him. I liked how she looked, and I love her. She's a beautiful young woman, younger than me, I think. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I just didn't buy it, uh, her as Lily. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips was Herman. He's a weirdo in everything he's been in. I don't know if he's been in comedies before, but to me, I think he was the standout in this. 
Uh, him and Richard Brake. Richard Brake is an amazing actor, period, in everything he's done. He was Dr. Wolfgang in this one. And he also played a, another character. Uh, I think it was like a, a vampire. Uh, Daniel Roebuck was the Count. That was Grandpa. Um, uh, Hurley. Uh, George Garcia. Jorge Garcia. He was a flop. He was funny. Sylvester McCoy as Igor. He was cool. Cassandra Peterson. Uh, Elvira. Mistress of the Dark. She played Barbara Carr. Um, and then there was a bunch of other people uh, that popped up in this. Uh, Butch Patrick, the original. Um, Eddie Munster. Eddie Munster isn't in this. This is a prequel, so he's not in it. He played the. He was the voice of the Tin Can Man. Um, but Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster. Again, he's weird and like all the other movies I've seen him in. But I liked him as Herman Munster. I mean, he he did the character justice. He was goofy and he did, he had the mannerisms. Uh, but oh man, this it was just it was just not not good at all. I, it I was just like, really, this is what uh, you're gonna do <laughs> to to this uh, these classic. Uh, characters uh, that we we grew up loving and i mean shout out to uh fred gwen he was he was um the original herman munster again he did he did do uh jeff daniels daniel phillips did him did him justice i thought he was good uh, as herman munster like i said he was funny and he was goofy and he had he acted i'm sure rob zombie prime here just gave him a tape or a DVD of the monsters here. Watch these and act like him because he did it. Um, to me, the monsters worked as a black and white television show. Later on, when color came into into play, when we finally saw the colorized version of the monsters, the original monsters, it, it to me, in my my opinion, it took. It took it. It took me out of it. That's like watching Night of the Living Dead in color, or uh, Three Stooges in color, or the Twilight Zones. They tried to color any of these old black and white things that they digitally, digitally did whatever to to make it color. It just it just doesn't do it justice. I I can't I can't watch those. And when we we finally saw a colorized version of the original monsters, I was kind of taken out of it. Like hmm, I just liked how they looked in black and white. And this. Rob Zombie, he does a lot with color. Because if you've seen his first film, um, House of a Thousand Corpses, awesome film. Not my favorite in that series. Devil's Rejects is my favorite. But it was really, really colorful. So that it kind of reminded me of that. This movie is PG, so um, I don't think there was any curse words. I know there was a couple in there, and they bleeped them out because they were on TV. Um, but it's... It just, it just didn't. To me, it just didn't. It didn't hit me in the in in the feels for watching the monsters as a kid. Um, I don't know. I mean, he is a huge super duper uh, fan of the monsters, and it just it didn't work. Um, who knows? Maybe someone else would have. Maybe they only gave it to him because he's Rob Zombie. But it just, I don't know. If he does more with this, make it short. Maybe make it an hour. Because this was almost two hours. It was an hour and 49 minutes, and I was like, 
Okay, okay, you you made your point. You ruined my childhood. Just end it. And it just it just went on and on and on. So um from what I remember the original ones, I thought grandpa made Herman. Um, not this other Dr. Wolfgang, but I guess you gotta you gotta he Rob Zombie brings in all his friends, which is fine. I love all these guys and gals that he brings into him, but nah, this this just didn't this 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 uh Watch it if you want, if you're curious. Um, will I ever watch this again? No. Uh, my grandkids were in it, into it for a minute, and then they just kind of, like, tuned out. I mean, they know who Dracula is. They know who Frankenstein is and everything. Um, but they 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 weren't feeling it. I, I think Dan, or Buster was more into it than Daniel. Daniel was sitting there like, ah, okay, whatever, next. Um, Daniel or Buster's like me. He likes the the Universal Monsters. Because when Creature from the Black Lagoon popped up in this, I was other than I was like, whoa, he was really into it. And then he was only in it for a couple of scenes and then that was it. So he can then he kind of just tuned out. But again, the monsters, it's a Netflix exclusive Netflix movie. Um, again, the the score was cool. The the soundtrack of everything in the and everything that was going on costumes, the costume design, the set designs, everything in it. Uh, the cinematography was cool, but it was just like Rob Zombie's his how he films his films. But it just nah, I, I'll probably never watch this again. Um, if I'm forced to watch it for whatever reason, maybe we do a commentary on it in some years. Uh, it'll just be more of me hating on it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, come on, Rob. I don't know what you were thinking, but hey. You did it. You're a filmmaker. I'm not. I'm just a guy behind a microphone talking shit. But anyway, the monsters. Check it out if you want. Yeah, yeah. The monsters. Watch the old school one. That one. But all right, everyone. Moving on. This is the last film I got. You hear that sound? And we're back with um, Nez on horror or horror with Nez or whatever the hell I called it <laughs> before. This is a new film that came out uh, this past week, and this is Smile. <laughs> After witnessing a bizarre, traumatic uh, incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Coulter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her tumbling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Directed by Parker Finn, and this stars uh, Saucy Bacon. I think that's how you say it. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. A Caitlin Stassi, Sassy, whatever. I don't know. A Jesse T. Usher. I know who I, I, I know the face, but I don't I don't really know him. Uh, Kyle Gallner. I think that's his name. Uh, Rob Morgan. He's only in one scene. And a bunch of other people. All righty. Smile. I saw the trailer. I didn't even want to see this movie because the trailer looks stupid. But hey, it's October. I mean, we're getting horror movies uh, in the theater. Um, shout out to the lady that was going to all the baseball stadiums and smiling at the cameras. Uh, I didn't know nothing about that until the Zisu here hit me to it. Yeah, uh, she even made it to Oaktown. She was at the A's game <laughs> by home plate, standing there smiling at the camera. Uh, go to my stories on um, Instagram and see it. I just saw it. And it was hella funny. But um, 
yeah, this movie. Hold on, who the hell is this guy? He's gonna, it's gonna bug me until I know. I know I've seen him in other things. Ah, the boys, Independence Day. All right, okay. Oh, I think he was um, what's his name? Uh, Will Smith's son. If you guys saw the second Independence Day resurgence or whatever, he was Dylan Hiller. Okay, that's where where he's from. Anyway, yeah, the trailer. I was like, this looks stupid. It didn't look good at all. Um, so I was like, all right, well, let me go see it. And then I looked at the runtime. I said, damn, it's an hour and fifty five minutes. Why is this so long? They could have shaved off like 20 minutes. I mean, there was a couple scenes in this film that just drug. But with that being said, and the trailer looks stupid, this movie was pretty awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I thought I, I liked what was going on. Was it? Did it bring anything new to the table with supernatural horror? No, it didn't. This was a story we've seen multiple times, and I will probably see it another multiple times. But with that being said, I liked the performances in it. The people that were smiling was creepy. Um, it kind of reminded me of like The Ring and The Grudge and uh, It Follows. Uh, the It Follows vibe that I got is she can only see the people that are smiling. Nobody else can see them. That, if you guys, if you saw It Follows, it was like that. They were only able to see uh, the thing that was following them. And then you got the the curse. You got to try to break this curse. Like it says in the trailer and what and the synopsis that I said, uh, one of her patients comes in is trying to explain to her uh, something is following her and that's smiling and she doesn't know she can't get rid of it. All she knows is she's gonna die really soon. This is it's in the trailer. She smiles and she looks at her and then she kills herself in front of the doctor. That's how that curse gets transferred forward and it gets to her. So now she is trying to figure out how to get rid of this curse. So again, what I've just said, we've seen that before in multiple films, but what I loved about this film was I thought she did an amazing job. The main, the main actress in this, um, the score was awesome. The cinematography was amazing. I loved how they filmed it. Uh, you expect jump scares, especially in this, but the you it sucks when you know where they're gonna put the jump scares. Like me, I've seen just a jillion horror movies and I, I know when they're com- coming and I'm sitting there like holding the, the armrest, like cause I okay, I know it's coming, I know it's coming, and let me okay, just give it to me. And then I just end up laughing. And this one, I did not know where those jump scares were coming from, and I jumped every single time. And uh, the theater, there was, I, I sent the video to the ZC. There was hardly anybody in there, and there was a good crowd. They screamed when they were supposed to. They jumped when they were supposed to, and everybody was quiet. So shout out to everybody that was in there. Nobody was on their phones. There was no loud, stupid teenagers uh, in this. Speaking of that, uh, Brother Courtney went to go see Barbarian, and uh, he kind of got into it uh, with two of the other two people that were in the theater because they wouldn't shut up. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Gordon. He, he he just left. He's going to go see it again some other time. But Smile, I really like this movie. I do want to see it again because I was listening to uh, reviews and everything, and I might have missed something. It, it was nothing too um, exciting or anything in it. But um, this film, if you go, if you do go see this film, I, I'm not really going. I'm only going into what's 
they're showing in the trailer. Um, the trailer is playing as I'm talking about this. And uh, there is nothing at the end of the credits. So when the movie's over, get up and go. But I really enjoyed this film. Again, it didn't bring anything new to the table. Um, I got to give a shout out to what's his name? Um, black gentleman. What the hell? I just I said his name earlier. Um, he's in the trailer. It's when uh, the the main lady goes up and uh, to jail and talks to this guy. Um, what they show in the trailer was cool, but man, that the scene goes on a little a little longer. And man, did that guy do an awesome performance. And he was only in the movie for like a minute or two. But it was really um, Rob Rob Morgan. He played Robert Tolley in this. Man, that scene was probably like the one that, that really, really sold me on this movie. Because he, he just, again, he was only in that scene for like a minute or two, if that. But man, his performance was just on how scared he was in the trailer. It went a little bit more uh, in the movie. But I, again, I really like this film. It's labeled uh, horror, psychological horror, a little supernatural too as well. Um, this Parker Finn guy, I don't know what else he has made, so I'm going to have to look to see because I thought he did a good job at what he, what he tried to do and what he tried to tell in this story. Something called Laura Hasn't Slept and The Hidden Behind. I don't know what those are. Oh, they're... Uh, two shorts oh this is his first full-length feature all right cool well uh parker finn i I thought you did a good job um there is people that are like oh this movie's stupid it it didn't it was dumb but that's just how haters are gonna be haters are gonna hate but i can appreciate what he was trying to do uh with this again it didn't bring anything new to the table this this story has been told multiple different ways and but i thought he did a really good job on what he tried to do with it um could there be another one uh, of course but i hope they don't ride this in into the ground like the rings and the grudges and everything else um i don't know if they're gonna ever do another it follows because if you saw that uh, the way it ended it just like ended but i don't want another one of those because that movie was amazing i just watched it again last night uh, with uh, eric for the first time um but i made you watch that didn't i or up to the challenge or whatever. Zisa there, we lose him when he falls asleep. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Smile, awesome film. Go see it if you want. It's in theaters now. And that is it for movies because I don't have anything else. But we're going to roll on to sports. Seattle won. I know that. We uh, beat the beat the Lions and uh, everything. So, oh, you know what? Let me go back uh, really quick. Um, Huluween. Um, uh, there was some stuff that I saw. Um, where was it? Where was it? Ah, if you got Hulu, of course they do their little Huluween. That's this is something new this year. They got level one scaries. Okay, there's some movies. Um, what are these movies they got in this? Um, hmm, Sixth Sense. That was good. That was scary. Black Swan. 
I don't know why people think that's a horror movie, but okay. Um, Let the Right One In, that was a horror movie, Vampires, but it was a little, uh, was it scary? No. I guess it's level one scary. Blair Witch Project? To me, that was hella scary, but it probably isn't to you. Some of these other movies I never even heard of, but I'll have to check them out. Uh, All right, let's go on to the level two scary and see what they got. I'm only mentioning the ones that I've seen. Uh, Last Exorcism, that was scary. Unsane, was that a horror movie? I didn't think so, but I thought it was an awesome movie. Definitely made my list of movies that year. And uh, Processor or Possessor or whatever. I know a lot of people love that movie, and it was on their top tens. I saw it, and I was like, eh. But I need to watch it again. I was really tired when I watched that one. Some of these other movies that they're in this, I never even heard of. Um, Censor in the... Everest, I don't know how I'd say that. The other lamb, the other lamb. Never heard of these movies. I'm going to go back and check these out. All right, what's level three scary? Okay. The Vigil, didn't see it. The Cursed, I think I saw that. Uh, the Last last Right, is that what it's called? Is that the one with, no. The one I saw was with um, Anthony Hopkins. I don't know what this is called, The Last Right. Don't know what that is. Um, Storm of the Century, Stephen King's Storm of the Century. Is that a movie or is it a? No, oh, it's a series because it's uh, in three parts. Hmm. When did this come out? Nineteen ninety nine. All right, I'm gonna go back and check that one out. VHS two. That's my favorite one out of the VHS series. That one was really good. Oculus. That was creepy. Uh, the Lodge. That one was cool. Uh, Lights out. Um. I need to watch it again, but I remember jumping a couple times. I saw it at a uh, at a uh, advanced screening at Comic Con uh, one year. It was out. That was a year I had to sleep outside because I didn't have a room for the first night. I give it to all you guys to sleep outside at Comic Con. I ain't ever doing that again. <laughs> Man, I had no bedding, nothing. I just put my head on my bag on my skateboard and put my sweatshirt on and let the bugs crawl all over me uh, from the lawn. Um, but. Mm. Okay, uh, some of these movies were scary uh, on here on the the Huluween, but I don't know. Oh, uh, we started our um, 31 Days of Horror, so hopefully you guys are all listening to that. Uh, the first two episodes dropped. I did the uh, 19, was a 79 film? Uh, Damien, Omen 2, shout out to everyone that listened to that. And then uh, we are filming, the, or filming, we are recording this on October 2nd. So the new one is out now. Go and listen to it or download it and listen to it later. Um, If you can't listen to any of these uh, yet, please download them for us anyway and go back to them later. Uh, We dropped uh, Damien, not Damien, um, Demons 2. I think that was 1986. Um, Yeah, I kind of fell into a small little pattern of part twos. Um, Well, I'll give you the hint. This next movie is a part two. So, but... That will be for tomorrow, for uh, October 3rd, for the third day of our 31 Days of Horror. So uh, that's, that's just a little uh, sneak peek on what I won't tell you what it is, but it's a part two of a, of a franchise. Uh, no Friday the 13th, uh, no Halloween 2, which I love both of those films. Uh, maybe I'll talk about those. Maybe I'll do bonuses on on, on part two movies. You know what? That sounds like a show I could do. I'm going to have to bring up Mike and Brian for that. I don't know. Maybe a bonus, everyone. I mean, there's a lot of part twos uh, out there. Um, 
know Mike and I, I I don't think any of these Jaws movies are horror movies, but Mike and I did a Jaws 2 one time. I think it was last year for a rewind. But, um, yeah. Um, oh, uh, go over to TikTok if you guys are following us there. I dropped two quick uh, Blu-ray reviews. I mean, nothing new. Just my Blu-ray check-ins and my pickups of what I got. I did um, one of just some new movies that I got, and then I did a a, uh, a horror one. I want to talk about when I do the horror ones. I'm not going to do 31 of those videos. I'm already giving you 31 audio shows, but I'll probably throw a few more on there this month. Uh, the first one I did. Shout out to everyone that listened to watched that first one. It's only three minutes long. Uh, special guest, my grandson Buster, he came in, wouldn't leave me alone, so he sat on my lap for that one. But we talked about uh, the 70s film, the horror film, uh, Phantasm, the first one. Uh, my steelbook and the regular uh, Blu-ray one. But yeah, check check those videos out. More to come. I'm just pulling movies off my shelf uh, and talking about them. Um, maybe something new, maybe something old, but I don't know. That's just just trying to get some content out there for our TikTok watchers. I really need to get on doing the uh, YouTube stuff, but just lazy, uh, boys and girls. Again, this episode is sponsored by Rockstar. Excuse me. I know I shouldn't be drinking it, but uh, life is short. Well, I hope it doesn't make my life shorter drinking these things. And shout out, excuse me, shout out to Rachel. Uh, we when I was over at um, uh, over in Eureka last week, popped into uh, her job, the Hot Topic, and uh, if you're in that area, definitely pop in there and pick up some stuff. Um, Zizi was busy right now, so uh, sports, uh, no wrestling. I know we got. What is it, Survivor Series or whatever the next um, WWE event is? I know the um, Extreme Rules, I think that's the next one. Um, That is... When is it? I know it's uh, soon. I can't remember. Next week is uh, Extreme Rules on the 8th. And it's... I don't know why they don't do them on Saturdays anymore, on Sundays anymore. They do them on uh, on um, Saturdays, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to run down some of the uh, matchups on that. Uh, listen to the full wrap-up for uh, Extreme Rules with Brian and I over on uh, the Horror Returns Network when we do the Wrestling Returns. All right, we got Liv Morgan taking on uh, Ronda Rousey, like a full match this time. Yeah, they've been beating each other up on Raw and everything. Oh, you know what? Shout out to Ronda Rousey. She, uh, the other day, uh, was uh, wear orange, and she represented for uh, the Native communities, and she had a All Child Matters uh, orange shirt on uh, on Monday on Raw. So, uh, Ronda, if you're listening, thank you so much for being down for the cause. But, yeah, that match, and then we got Bianca Belair taking on Bailey in a singles match. A lot of these matches we've seen already, but we got to see them again for whatever reason. Uh, the next one, th- this is no particular order. I'm just kind of running down this list. Uh, Matt Riddle, take, excuse me, taking on Seth freaking Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Rollins, or what? 
the architect, whatever you want to call him. It's going to be inside the fight pit with special referee Daniel Carmer. Car- I can't remember how to say his last name, but all right. Um, uh, the next one, uh, Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross. That's going to be a good match uh, with a strap match. These two are going to beat the hell out of each other. I'm looking forward to that one. This next one, eh, we've seen it. It's going to happen again. Uh, Edge, the Raider R Superstar, taking on Finn Balor in an I Quit match. All right. Um, Edge is the Hall of Famer. Finn Balor probably has a long, uh, longer career. Is Edge going to just retire again? If he does, all right. Um, I love Edge, so it was, it was cool that he came back. Um, I do see Finn Balor winning this one. Or who knows? Maybe he can go the other way. Maybe Finn Balor just wants to to hang it up. Or I don't know. Maybe he just got to want to do something else. I don't know. We'll see on uh, next week. Um, this next one, the Brawling Brutes uh, versus Imperium six-man tag team. Uh, good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm rooting more for um, Pete Dune and Seamus and what's his nuts in this, but eh, we'll see. We already saw this, but uh, I guess we got to see it again. But that's uh, what they have so far on WWE.com. We'll see. Um, going back to Liv and Ronda, dollars for donuts. Ronda Rousey will beat the shit out of Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's a beautiful young woman. Don't don't get me wrong. Ronda Rousey, former UFC champ, MMA champ, the Olympic gold medalist, I think. Could be wrong. Don't quote me. Uh, we know Ronda could beat the hell out of Liv Morgan easily. But this is sports entertainment. All I want is a good match. So... um. I was happy that Ronda came back. I had I had no at first when she first came on WWE, I was kind of like, yeah, really? Did you been losing your last few matches? Now you're gonna come do this? We knew it was good. It was coming because if you guys went to that one WrestleMania that was at that bitch ass 49er Stadium, uh, WrestleMania 32 or 30, I can't remember whatever it was uh, when she got into it and. Uh, with uh, Stephanie McMahon. So at at some point we knew she was coming and then she finally came and I thought she did a good job. She didn't, she didn't do the Brock Lesnar and just do um, pay-per-views. She came and did, did she did the house shows and everything. She wanted to be a part of the WWE roster. So to me, I think she paid her dues. Maybe she, maybe to some of you uh, super duper duper diehard, uh, wrestling fans out there, you wrestling marks. I'm she probably hate that she's there and hate that she got where she got. Of course they were gonna give her the belt. She's Ronda Rousey. Of course they were gonna do that. Um I didn't know she was gonna drop it to uh to uh Liv Morgan. <laughs> I did I did not see that see that coming. But uh all right. I mean <laughs> Okay, it was it, it was it was a shocker to me because it was that money in the bank when Ronda was already beat up, and then Liv Morgan came running in and had to uh, cash in her 
money in the bank and, and got the SmackDown Women's Championship match or the belt, but I was like, oh, really? I mean, I know uh, Brother Brian was happy that Liv Morgan is his girl. Um, I hope they bring my girl back, Sarah Logan. I, my, my fingers are crossed. I've been kind of not really up onto the on the sheets of uh, wrestling and everything, but I hope she does come back since Vince is gone. Um, I love Sarah Logan. I thought she had a good little gimmick, and I thought she was good in the ring, but I don't know. We'll see. That's my opinion. I'll just in love with her. But anyway, um, Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan. I, again, Liv Morgan, she does her job. She was a part of the Riot Squad. Um, did she deserve this title run? My opinion, and maybe some of you, I, I don't think so, but uh, this at this time it was all under Vince's watch. Now it's Triple H, and um, who knows? Maybe she'll lose it, and maybe she'll win it back again. I don't know. But if Ronda is out the door, either she loses or she wins, gets it back, and then loses it at WrestleMania or whatever. I don't know. Maybe Liv Morgan comes back for her uh, and, and wins it. I don't know. Maybe we're somebody else. Um, um, I I don't know. But uh, we will see on uh, what's going on with all of that. Um, well, not sure if it, bro, are you there, Zisu? Can you hear me? Not sure if you can. Um, we have technical issues right now. I'm texting him as I'm talking. Um, let me see. It looks like he's there, but I can't hear him. Um, let me see. Uh, I don't know. Can I don't know if you can hear me or not? But um, I know the I know the audience can hear me. Hmm. Let me see. All right, everyone. You know what? Uh, we are going to take a pause for the cause. We got some technical issues that we need to work out, and we will be right back. You listen to E the same C. And we're back. Yeah, took yeah. a pause really quick. Um, yeah, lost the Zisu. Had to get him back. So, but yeah, I just talked um, wrestling and Seahawks won. Beat the the Lions. <sighs> How'd you guys do? <laughs> Not so good. And the outlook is looking pretty poor for the season. It's just kind of doom and gloom at this point. We're lucky to be two and two at this point. Uh, we did beat the Niners last week, but we only won 11 to 10. I didn't feel like a feel good win. That was for sure. And then, uh, you could kind of feel this one coming. The Raiders were winless coming into this. They were at their house. And, you know, the rival that the Broncos is. Honestly, like, the Raiders need this one to save their season. Like, 0-4 would have definitely been doomed for them. Uh, Kansas City is far and away, though, the team to beat in the division. And, uh they just scored a ton on uh, Sunday night football against Tampa. So, yeah, K- Casey's the team to be in the division for sure. So, 
Broncos aren't going anywhere this year, sadly. <laughs> We've still got three more months, but yeah, no. <laughs> well, we got a couple wins, so I'm happy. We lost last week, but yeah. I'd say Ooh. your division is more up for grabs. The Rams are coming off the Super Bowl, uh, but the Niners are looking down. It's hard to say what's going on with the Cardinals. They, uh, they're they getting wins, but uh, they've also got a lot of injuries. So, I don't know. Well, I don't know. We, we better beat them next month. And I'm crossing my fingers. I might go down there for that game. I don't know. We'll see. Niners. <laughs> Did they win or lose? Or are they playing tomorrow? Um, no, they they must be playing tomorrow, right? Let's see the scores here. Uh, yeah, Rams 49ers is the Monday night game. Uh, it's in San Francisco, and San Francisco is actually favored by a point and a half. I, I like you mean Rams Santa Clara. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Shout out to Brother Steve. He got his awesome uh, new East Society shirt. Go over to the to the page and see it in all his glory. Shout so, out. And, and, and with that, everyone, shoot on over to T Public and pick up a, a new East Society shirt for your Halloween wear or whatever. It's going to be cold this year, wherever you're at. Maybe some of you is hot year round, but uh, I got one. And Steve got one, so get yours out yeah. there. T Public, East Society, the uh, NWO. Shout out to Rob, the Classic World Podcast, for designing that for us. Awesome. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Uh, Star Wars moment and or. That seems to be the only thing that I'm looking at here on yeah. StarWarsNews.net. So- I know you said you needed to catch up on it. Uh, what I can say is that I'm loving it through this. Uh, we had the first three episodes there all at once, and then the fourth episode aired last week. Um, loved what I'm getting out of this show so far. The uh, spy thriller element to it. Uh, that being said... Uh, I know they wanted to do the second season of it. They plan to do the second season, but if it's going to get it, um, it's definitely going to need some kind of rating bump somehow because, um, you know, the MCU is the MCU, but uh, yeah, like the sixth episode of She-Hulk actually did higher numbers uh, streaming wise than Andor's first episode did. So um and it's not to say, like, from what I've seen, uh, both critics and fans both seem to be giving it uh, pretty good reviews. So it just needs the views, though. That's what matters. <laughs> Are they only counting the first night they, these episodes drop? Because I know that's what they usually do with when regular TV. They only right. add up everyone that watches it when it airs. The majority of the people right, don't right. watch it when it airs. Right. So, that's true. So DVR that's or true. whatever. That's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, viewing numbers, uh, I saw something really interesting and surprising to me. Uh, the numbers between Lord of the Rings streaming on Amazon and House of the Dragon streaming on HBO 
What do you think? Who do you think uh, is doing bigger numbers? Mm, Lord of the Rings. That's been around longer. So yeah, I, I would uh, say that. Yeah, and I was actually kind of surprised because from all of like the chat, all the chatter, I hear so much about House of the Dragon, but it turns out when the numbers came out, it's like crushing House of the Dragon, like three times more people, like a billion people or something have seen <laughs> Lord of the Rings and only like a, a third of that are watching uh, House of the Dragon. <laughs> but that's a new story, right? Uh, well, in a way, they're both new stories. <laughs> but um, yeah. House of the Dragon, though, uh, I haven't talked about it much since it started, but uh, yeah, it's good. Good season. Good to have Thrones back. Well, they did a time jump, too. They recast a bunch of the actors, so that was kind of weird. Halfway through the season, uh, characters changed who they were, the people. (laughs) I mean, Lord of the Rings has been around. Uh the Hobbit. I mean, that first book came out in 37. And right. Lord of the Rings or The Fellowship of the Ring, that book came out in 54. When did the first uh, Thrones book come out? Uh, like 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, um, I mean, it's, a, it's only, I mean, the Lord of the Rings, they've had it a long, long time ago. Right. Well, that first book came out in uh, 96. So, man, it's got yeah. years and years on it. So, yeah. And I, uh, I've fallen off a little on Lord of the Rings, but I definitely want to catch up. And I heard the last episode was uh, really good. They said, as far as the, the action and everything was top notch, I guess, supposedly this last episode of uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm just waiting for it to all be done and then I'll right. watch it. I don't want to week to week it. So, yeah, I'll definitely be curious to see what you think of uh, House of the Dragon, especially since uh, you did, you know, the whole Thrones that way with uh, how many years is this all before once. all that? Like, um, when it starts out, it's 200 years, but then it does it, uh, a time jump for 30 years, so it's 170 years before the events of uh, the show you saw. All right. Well, y'all wait. how many more episodes? Uh, I think three or four. All right. Well, when it's all done, then I'll, I'll tackle it. I don't want to yeah. week to week it. Right. No, I get you there. That's that's the same thing I recommended with uh, Hulu. The Patient. Hella good. But is that over with yet? Not yet. Um, when it is, though, I'll let you know because, like I said, they're so short. They're 20-minute episodes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'll wait until that one's done. Yeah. Hella good, though. I think you'll mm-hmm. you'll really like it. All right, well, Star Wars, yeah, Andor. I mean, I like what I've seen so far, but I'm two episodes back, or no, episode and a half back. So, right. She-Hulk, um, I'm two back, so I'll knock that out real quick. I'll get to She-Hulk first because I've been 
that came out first. So I, mean, I can as, I can get um, I can get why people aren't digging Andor. I mean, this is a character. It's that's, different for sure. We've only seen him in in action once. And actually, from what I've seen, people actually seem to really like it, but it's just not finding a big audience. It's like a more smaller audience that it's finding, but the audience that it's finding seems to love it, and I'm loving it. I love that whole spy thriller thing, and this is the guy that uh, was involved with uh, the Born Identity uh, that's involved in the making of it, so no wonder. I like it so much. <laughs> I tried to watch that one with Hawkeye. Ugh. No good. What was going on there? Um, I actually kind of like that one, but the ones, obviously, the Bourne Identity, that, that's the main one. What was the last one? Jason Bourne? Yeah, which is, that's my least favorite of the series. I actually like Runners. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come on. Could they? Did they just couldn't get Matt Damon, or were they no, just trying to go another direction? They just wanted to develop because it's a whole, it's a whole program called um, Blackbriar, and this whole government agent thing. It's like a kind of a controlled agent program thing. I said, just do a TV show with them. Cast somebody. I'd else. watch it if they did it good. <laughs> Just cast somebody else as Jason Bourne for the TV show because that Reacher show was hella good. I loved it. And I didn't even know who that dude was. Oh, I just knew him as Aquaman in Smallville. But that that show was hella good. <laughs> I loved it. I need to rewatch that again. But uh, yeah, that's it uh, for Star Wars. Um, collecting. I got two things from last week. That I we didn't even do collecting uh, in the truck. <laughs> I think we just ended it because we were coming into the ride. But um, right, right, right. Shout out to Rachel. She hooked me up with uh, my final uh, Funko Pop uh, from the Kiss Kiss collection, the Spaceman. Um, I had all the other ones. I didn't have that one, and uh, she came through for me. So shout out to Rachel. Uh, awesome, awesome gal. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for completing ah, my set. Uh, but when we were there, we went into FYE. Uh, I picked up the steelbook for um, The Fog, the uh, 4K version. I haven't watched it. I've seen the movie a billion times, but I haven't watched it yet. But this other thing, I saw this somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but when I went into FYE and I saw it in there. And uh, you know me with Jason Voorhees. I got to have everything. Uh, that I can of him. I don't have a piggy bank, but now I do. This is uh, <laughs> this is the Jason from um, the movie, that last movie, that last go around. Are you? It could be that one, or it, well, hmm. Yeah, I'm going with the, uh, the 2007. Is that when that one came out? Uh, the reboot or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, that Jason, standing there, cool. Um, I assume it's that Jason. He doesn't have the uh, the hatchet mask or the hatchet cut uh, in his hockey mask. So, because I do believe that one in Freddy vs. Jason had one. I did. Ah, boys and girls, I need to look that up because uh, I should know. 
got too many stuff piled up um, uh, on my desk to pick it up. Let me see how that Jason looked. But this this is a cool little bank. I have it. Uh, will I put money in it? Um, I rarely ever heard carry change. If I have change, I always dump it off into uh, the boys' um, uh, piggy bank. Uh, okay, he did. Well, no, that was more of a scratch from from Freddie. All right, he did not have a uh, hatchet mask or hatchet cut in his mask. Hmm. I did not notice that the first billion times I had seen that film. Yep, he doesn't have it. I'm looking at pictures right now. But anyway, but this this looks more like the Jason from the 2000. Shit, was it 2007? <sighs> Getting my Friday the 13th all mixed up. Um, let me see when that one came out. I my from, from my betting man, I'm saying 2007. But uh, some of you are probably screaming that I am wrong. So let's see if you are 2009. <laughs> two uh, two years off. But anyway, so yeah, you guys are probably screaming at me. Oh, uh, well, I thought you were a Friday 13. I am a fan, but I'm more. I, I can tell you what years the other ones came out. Um, but with this one, Derek Mears was uh, he took on the the hockey mask in this one. I hated it the first time I saw it, but I watched it over and over, and now I love it. Derek Mears, awesome guy. If you ever guys get to meet him, but this is a cool little bank. I'll have him sitting here on the desk, and I do not have any change that I can put in this. I know I had a bunch of change in my backpack, but I never really. Usually, if I have change, I just throw it in my in my uh, in my truck, in in my car, and everything. But I don't even have any change in here. It's weird. I usually have some. Ah, wait a minute. I do have a couple coins in here. Miles will drop it in here on the show. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I am throwing in my first dollar into my Jason Bank, and he will be sitting right here on the desk each and every episode. Well, yeah, as far as collecting that, that's all I got. The Jason Bank. And again, shout out to Rachel for hooking me up with my uh, Kiss uh, Spaceman, a.k.a. Ace Fraley. I don't know if it's really Ace Fraley. It might be Tommy there. But anyway, I got, I'm glad I got it in my collection of my uh, pops. I kick kicking myself that I missed that, uh, that Destroyer one, that big one. Um, I know it's still out there. 80 was what I saw it for, so I'm, uh, I don't know. I might have to shell it out. Speaking of KISS, I if any of you are going to be in the Sacramento area this week, uh, Thursday and Friday, I will be at the Aftershock uh, Festival. Uh, KISS is headlining Friday night. Uh, Slipknot is headlining Thursday night. Those are the only two nights I'm going because I can care less for the other nights um friday and saturday because i my chemical romance muse wherever the hell that is i don't even know who muse is some of you probably yelling at me oh that i don't know if it's a band or a person or what but let me see the bands i am excited for are on thursday slipknot um code orange uh, Evanescence, of course, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, I don't know the name of their new singer, but he kind of sounds like 
Scott Weiland. So I'm really more excited for those bands. I believe the first band comes on at 1220, and it's going to be hot down there. I'm looking at the weather. It's going to be 94 on Friday. I think I'm 90-something on Thursday. But Friday, headliner is Kiss. I'm going to be there for that. Um, Don't really know any of these other bands in the beginning, but the first band that I'm going to be excited for is Helmet. They come on at 5.10, and then I'm going to run over Chevelle. No good. I didn't even know they were still around. Uh, I guess I can go linger around and take a break until uh, Danzig comes on at 6.55, and then... Lamb of God comes on at 7.50. I'll probably watch maybe one, maybe two songs of them. Then I'm shooting on over and watching Guar. They play from 8.05 to 8.45. And then from there, I'm rushing back to the main stage to watch uh, Kiss. So uh, Thursday and Friday, I will be at the Aftershock Festival with uh, my son. He's going to play hooky for two days. So we can go down there for that. But if you're going to see me, I'm going to have my E-Society shirt on one day and my Magnet shirt on the other one. So I will definitely be walking around there. If you see me there, please come up and let us know uh, you're a listener. I might have some of the new stickers with me. Hopefully I can remember and put them in my pocket. And for those of you that will be there, please stay hydrated. It is going to be hot. Um, I looked at the um, – you can bring in a empty water bottle or a uh, container uh, so you can – Stay hydrated. They said there's going to be uh, little water stations all over the place. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to eat the million-dollar food that they sell there and drink all the warm, free water that they have. Because that last show I went to there, when I went to Anthrax at the Cal Expo, they had water stations out there, and it was just warm water. I didn't care. It was water, and I drank it. So uh, if you see me out there, come up and say what's up, and, uh, yeah, get a sticker. Hopefully, I'll remember to have put them in my pockets. So, but uh, collecting, what do you got? Yeah, uh, waiting for a couple things, but uh, I can't remember if I mentioned or not. So, I'll just mention again if I did. Uh, the first set of uh, Wakanda Forever Pops, Nakia, Queen Ramonda, Okoye, and Namor. Uh, got those, they came in. Uh, waiting on, on uh, the rest of the wave, Iron Hearts Mark One, which looks super cool. Uh, definitely contention for end of year top ten pop list for me. Atuma, Namora, Mbaku, uh, waiting for all those, and then Shuri uh, in a big ship. Uh, that one's coming too. Another one fun thing I got coming is uh, after not getting them for a year, I got my second. Uh, um, Funko surprise box of the year. I got the uh, San Diego Comic-Con one earlier this year, the Blacklight Battle box, and I was able to get in on the uh, Fright Night box this year. So looks like it's due to arrive here on Tuesday. So looking forward to that. Have you seen some of the pictures online? What, uh, what comes in the box? Like the options. Oops, my microphone was muted. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said all kinds of shit too. Um, 
Remind me, I don't even remember what was in it. And you might have sent me a picture of it, but I don't remember. Well, you see, that's the thing. Like, everyone is different. The only thing you got to choose was whether uh, you got Freddy Funko as Nosferatu or Freddy Funko as Hannibal. So I chose Nosferatu. Um, but then it comes with three sodas and two more random pops. Um there's uh, like a ghost Freddy. There's a werewolf Freddy. There's a creature from the Black Lagoon Freddy. Oh. What were these? What were these called again? It's uh, the box for Fright Night Two, I think. That's happening at uh, New York Comic Con this year. Let's see if I can. Send one your way real quick. Trying to just it's Friday night, uh typed in the wrong thing. Fright night, yeah. Okay, here you go. Here's uh here's one I sent your way. This person got uh they chose Nosferatu, they got Creature from Black Lagoon, the zombie, and then their three sodas they got uh Devil, uh, player four, five, six from Squid Game, and uh, glow in the dark uh, uh, Wolfman. You sent it to me. I got nothing on the Insta little store forward thing. Oh, okay. Hmm. Ooh, you didn't get the creature one. It's that's that one's random. The only choice that was given was do you want Nosferatu or Hannibal? Ah. The rest is random, so we'll see what actually shows up. Man, how come they don't make more creature pops? I mean they just made like those whatever and then that was it. Right. And I'm not paying a billion dollars for it. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what these ones go for. Well, you're the biggest uh, creature from the Black Lagoon fan I know. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool, though. I like that. Whoa, 129 F that. Or $80? $70? 300000 please. <laughs> What's the difference between yeah. this one and that one? This this idiot is selling it for three hundred dollars, and everyone else is selling it for like under a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I might actually let one go just to uh, recoup the price of the box. <laughs> let what go? Was something in the box or? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe one of the sodas or something. I'll sell it like sealed. What were, the sodas? Uh, what were the sodas again? Which one did well, you get? Well, they're random. Oh, they're random? I haven't got them. Mine gets here on Tuesday. So I'm Devil just saying. Squid I'm Game. And what's the other it. one? Uh, Werewolf? Yeah. And like glows in the dark. And then, But there's lots of different ones out there. Uh, That's just I, what like one person got. If you get that Squid Game one, keep that one. <laughs> that one looks cool. <laughs> And 
If I had this money, uh, did did people already get these? How are these guys? Yeah, have? they they live obviously they live close to where they ship from. <laughs> Twenty nine. I'm probably one of the last person to get to to get get it. You know, <laughs> when it gets here on Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, sorry about my allergies. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, I never got in on one of these boxes for years and years, and now I got through on two this year. Damn, a hundred dollars for these creatures. Three forty for the glow in the dark one. Geez, two forty nine for the Kirk Hammett one. That's the one I want. That's the one to get. Yeah. <laughs> I am not <laughs> paying that money. I asked my buddy Rick. I said, Did you get one? He went, No. <laughs> That's your brother. How come you didn't get one? Oh. I only get what he gives me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. He should have made a special request. I know. I said, <laughs> He could have got one. Yeah. <laughs> or he could have went to, it was some, um, Museum thing. I know it was back east somewhere. Or right. Was it Canada? Right, I right. can't remember. But I would love one. Um, I wonder how many they gave him. I know they sent him uh, a couple of them in that video that he posted of him when he got him when they first got him. I don't know if he got more, but I don't see why not. Well, didn't they make like a few of them? It wasn't oh, yeah. just a creature. Right. They made like other other Kirk Hammett ones. Yep, yep. The whole series of like universal monsters, basically. Uh, but this is the only one I want. I want the creature one. Hmm. Seems like all the universal monsters have like gotten their uh, their like remakes. Like, when's the last time uh, Creature had uh, any kind of shine? Well, we saw his hand in the mummy, that one with right. Tom Cruise. Um, I'm looking at Eddie. Is he uh dropping in price? Because he's only 35 now. He was like 80 and 100. Yeah, supposedly there was another shipment that went out, but every time I've gone to my target, uh, no sign. Mm. You were going. The- but oh, speaking of collecting moment, I sent you this the other day. Like, man, heartbreakingly. Uh, high prices i went and i saw three star wars things that i would have loved to pick up they would have cost me over a hundred bucks to pick up the new star wars funko advent calendar target was charging 50 for it oh um, they had the um just the regular old classic three and three quarters inch scale boba fett they wanted 21 for it i was like what the 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 boba fett from um morak from uh the season two of the mandalorian yeah that was 21 and then um uh, it was like 30 for the droids black series version of uh fett where he's in the more like light blue kind of costume but i was like golly it cost me over 100 bucks to get all three so I sadly left all three. F that. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too. Um, 
Hasbro Pulse. They just had like a reveal of a whole bunch of G.I. Joe figures, uh, reveal of indie Star Wars. <laughs> and they got the whole series of Andor figures coming out. And I really want uh, uh, Skull and Skarsgård's character. I'm loving his character so far. <laughs> his figure doesn't ship till August of next year. And it's like, oh my goodness, what, what's the point of these pre-orders? Like almost a year away. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just what they do to us. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the vintage indie figure ended up being 15, uh, but I was right on the, uh, the Black Series type scale. Those were... Uh, like 27. So oh, I can't believe that's the new price. Like it was like only like a little over a year ago, they were $19 black series figures for almost $10 more now. Uh, okay. Um, I went, um, I looked up Eddie on eBay. $35.99 right now is the best. Oh, there you go for it but way better still, than what it was going for there's still 130 uh 250 or uh 52 95 85 50 150 116 99 100 uh, do you guys look at these uh things and uh, okay i'm a 34.99 Oh, that's from China. Never mind. <laughs> that's the, the cheap one. Um, let me see what this other one is. This one from America or is it from China? Is this why? Oh, it's a pre-owned. Oh, from China. Hmm. That's probably why it's thirty-five dollars. <laughs> now we see. <laughs> uh, all these ones that are cheap are from China. Uh, I still want that that Jason Voorhees one, the Comic Con. Uh, one. It's from China, but I don't. I don't want to risk the, the damaged box. <laughs> that's, that's my only, uh, one. All right, geez, okay, a real Jason without a mask, one thousand or twelve fifty. 1250 I wish. Even if I had money falling out of my ass, I wouldn't pay $1,000 for that thing. Jeez, $1,499. Damn, that's... Okay, here's the fake ones. <laughs> $64.26. Where are the ones from China? Those ones are like $30. I, I only want one just because of uh, it's Jason, and I want it. I mean, I don't care if it's see this one. This this guy it looks like a real one, and it's no, it's not a real one. It's got a different sticker, and he's still selling this for four hundred and forty-five dollars. Crazy. Uh, um, any of you millionaires out there listening, um, if you wanna get me a Christmas present, get me one of these. What the hell is this? Is this a custom? It's got to be. <laughs> it's uh, 
Yeah, this is a custom. Somebody opened up a Jaws and painted a hockey mask on him. But they're selling it for 100 bucks. <laughs> Funny. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, oh, well, yeah, this is totally custom. They painted his whole body. His body is green and his head looks like a hockey mask. And uh, they wrote Camp Crystal Lake and painted on a hockey mask on the box. And it says, Friday the 13th Jaws. Uh, cool, cool. Right on. <laughs> but... And no, you and I'm a Jaws fan and a Jason fan, and you are not getting my hundred dollars. But <laughs> I don't know. But we'll see. Did you ever pick up a Jason yet, or a Freddy, or any? Uh, no. And I have a themed day coming up uh, where it's it's uh, Lucky Thirteen, and I'm like, uh, I'm trying to think of. 13 characters. I thought it earlier tonight, I thought it was unlucky 13 and I kept, I picked out all these characters that I thought were unlucky and then I looked at it again and it was lucky and I was like, oh, I can't use these characters. <laughs> I'm kicking myself. I should have grabbed this Freddy and Jason double pack. I saw it yeah. once. I was like, eh, I'll get it later. Nope, gone. Right. Like hundred and something bucks. Mm. Yeah. I saw that, I think, at uh, Spirit a couple of years ago too. Guy selling one for fifty, but uh, he's taking bids. Mm. I do have the Michael Myers uh, Blacklight edition. Don't have that one. Looks Glow all crazy. Glowing at our Jason four hundred dollars. Yeah, I wish. But hmm, I need to. I still need to get one of these um, orbs on the Jason. There's an unmask one. For twenty bucks or well, twenty seven with shipping and all that, but hmm, I don't have this money to get this unmasked one. Right. Um, uh, I know the China ones pop up on here again. If I buy one, it'll take like two months to get here, and probably the the package will be damaged. But hmm, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But was that all you had for collecting? Yeah, yeah, that's all I got for collecting. All right, random recommendations. Since it is October, I am going to stick with the horror-themed. This is one I am probably going to do, but I need to watch it first, so I'm just going to recommend it um, for all of you and listen to my review. Um, I was scanning... Amazon the other night and Renee was sitting there looking at all the horror movies and this is a film that came out uh, last year and it is Stephen Kang's K-A-N-G Sharks of the Corn you're gonna get stalked (sighs) Renee was like do that one I was like oh (laughs) so um, if, yeah, if you guys want to listen to my review on that uh, and you want to join in, um, watch the movie if you can. It's only an hour and 46 minutes, and that's an hour and 46 minutes too long. Um, I don't know anything about the summary, or I've not seen a trailer. You know what? Let me just read what it is about. String things are happening in Druid Hills, Kentucky. People are saying there are large gray white sharks swimming in the corn stalks. Okay. Meanwhile, serial killer Teddy Bo Lucas is arrested for killing dozens of people using shark teeth. 
Oh, um, I don't even know who this director is, but they said he's known for Zambarella's House of Horrors. W H O R R O R S. Yeah, all right. Yeah, if you guys want to join in on the on, on the fun, um, check out Sharks of the Corn on uh, Amazon Prime. And it sounds just like it sounds, and it looks just like it looks, and it sounds terrible. And I will bring it to you. That episode might be like two or three minutes long, but uh, <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, check out Sharks of the Corn on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Um, like I kind of teased earlier in the episode, uh, I did get to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, so I'm going to go ahead and make that my random recommendation. While I still had access to Stars in September, uh, I saw it was on there, so I was like, oh, perfect time. I wanted to see it in theaters, I just didn't make it out. I remember the weird thing being that it came out last November instead of last October. Uh, I felt like that would have been more fitting, but either ways, I missed it, and then, I, you know, I know you gave it a great review, but... Uh, I didn't pick it up when it came out for home and uh, this is the first place it's showing up on streaming. So I did finally get a chance to see it and I did really enjoy it too. Uh, I liked how they kind of nailed, and I'm not surprised because it was uh, uh, Jason Reitman that was directing it, but they really like nailed, especially the use of the, the original music. Like it got that vibe of the original film. You know, I, I liked that part a lot about it. The whole movie was good, man. Shout out to Willie Jack. She was in it when you saw the back of her head. She had one line, but you couldn't even see her when she was talking. <laughs> but um, yeah, I liked the movie. It, it hit me in the feels as well. I didn't know it was Gunu, but it did. Right, right, right. <laughs> I thought it was a good movie, and I had no high expectations for that film. But if it wasn't for you guys in the show, I. Probably, I probably would have eventually seen it, but I went and saw it that night it came out. And I left the theater like, man, that was good. That was a good Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, yeah. I did like that last one before that. I know a lot of you didn't, but I, I took it for what it was. I thought it was funny. But speaking of that, I'm still looking for Kate McKinnon's pop. I see all the other ones still. Was she like the fan favorite? And yeah, everyone buys them up. Because... Hmm. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, I saw them when we were at FYE. They had some Ghostbuster ones in there. They had um, what's her name? Chubby gal. Um, you guys know who she is. <laughs> she was the main girl in that one. Can't remember. Not uh, not the other one, but uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. What was that on? I have the Blu-ray, but what was it on? Stars, which I don't have access to anymore. (laughs) I think I do, but I don't know. Um, Shout out to Mike. Uh, But it's still on there for people that do. Okay. Um, uh, I am going to 1987. To the Lost Boys soundtrack. To Tim Capello's I Still Believe. Uh, if you guys watched the final episode of Reservation Dogs, they talk about Lost Boys and they talk about Tim Capello and he made a cameo at the very end of the episode. 
uh, White Jesus was walking walking along the beach with his metal detector, and then Tim Capella was playing his saxophone and singing "I Still Believe," and that just ended the the season with the, with a banger. Um, I love this song. I've loved this song the first time I heard it when I saw The Lost Boys, and to me, The Lost Boys is the greatest vampire film ever made. I love it. Soundtrack is awesome. Everybody in it, awesome. A young Jack Bauer, awesome. I just love it. Uh, Tim Capello's only in it for like a second uh, when he's doing his uh, when he's singing the song live at Santa Cruz Beach uh, Boardwalk or Santa Carla uh, in the in the movie. <laughs> Go back a year, a couple years ago, I did a uh, Thirty One Days of Horror when I talked about Lost Boys from Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk where they filmed uh, all the boardwalk scenes and. Also, um, that was that last movie, but not the one before Nope, Us, where they filmed the beginning of that. And there was a shout out to the Lost Boys in that film. But I still believe, uh, again, I've always loved this song and them putting it as Sterling, putting it at the end of um, the Reservation Dogs. If you guys listen to that episode he was on in The Ringer, he did talk. He goes, yeah, we called him up, said, would you do it? And he was like, yeah. And he showed up and he did it. And it fit the episode and ended it just amazingly. I, I love it. Uh, I've been listening to this. So I've been listening. Do you know what? Another funny thing about when we were going to the beach before we got to your house, we were talking about this song, Renee and I, because we, I, 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 we were talking about something and I brought up Lost Boys and, and this song because I, I think we were, I was playing it when we were driving and then shit, it popped up in Reservation Dogs. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was crazy. And that had, that episode was for us, and we needed it, especially this month. Um, uh, birthdays to all my boys. Uh, my oldest son, Mark's on Halloween. Kyle's is on the 23rd. And Eric's, my youngest, is on the 27th of October. So it's always a special month. Um, Kyle's going to be 21. Whew. I'll probably talk about it later, but uh, if, if, you, if I don't or if I forget. Uh, October 23rd, my son Kyle will be 21. It'd be legal to drink. So please, if you do consume beer, alcohol, wine, whatever, toast him for me, please. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, definitely have. Um, I don't know, for some reason, he was always talking about schnapps because it's something he was watching. Because I remember we were in Costco. He's like, here, buy a bottle of schnapps. I was like, you don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? <laughs> he just liked the way it, it sounded, I guess. So right. I, I don't like that taste, but if I have to, I'll, I'll have a shot for him. Ugh, I'd rather drink a beer than, than drink that that nasty shit. But I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I still believe awesome song. That is my recommendation for this week. All right. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, my go-to playlist for uh, kind of pop Halloween songs the past couple of years here on Apple Music, uh, their Halloween party, a uh, killer mix of pop thrillers, creepy cuts, and campy hits. Uh, song that we kind of stumbled onto a few years ago that Jade really instantly liked and kind of made like a, a song we listened to. Uh, I've never heard of this artist before, but uh, Noah Cunane, C-U-N-A-N-E. 
his song Vampire. It is kind of upbeat and catchy and, you know, not a bad thing. I'm looking for a song. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to remember to go to back to this uh, this playlist for my recommendations for the month because there's a few more on here. That are What's his name again? Good recommendations. Noah Kunan. N O A H and the last name C U N A N E and the song is Vampire. Hmm. Let me give this a listen. Yeah, it's a instantly catchy song. I remember uh, <laughs> it was it kind of became like a, a, a little bit of a joke between me and Jade. So, but. Uh, uh, that is a no for me. <laughs> so you didn't even listen uh, to it. Uh, no. Uh, shout out to him though, man. Do your music, boy. Get it. Get yours. But you listen to uh, like two seconds. I am good. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it just sounds like all that other crap that's on the radio. Is this an old song? How I didn't even see what year it came out. It's been a, it's 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 at least two or three years old, <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me see. When when did it say? Two years ago. All right. Hmm. Let me see. Never see you in the daylight. Only in the nighttime. Keep me on the on the down low. Love me in the moonlight. <laughs> Baby, that's all right. Yeah, I don't really mind. Long you keep coming around, I'll be yours by the night. V1, swear yeah, this girl vampire. Got her teeth on my neck. <laughs> she wearing black in the bed, leaving my room a mess. Whoa. All right. Watch me play with fire. Those perfect lips, bright red. One bite and now I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't get her out of my head. Uh, the Cracks me up. Wrap me up in chains, and I like it like that. Don't know her last name, but I like it like that. She might eat my brains. <laughs> I won't. Oh, my God. Come on, kid. Man, you're better than that. But, hey, man, he's out there oh, doing it. Oh, cracks me up. And I'm just sitting there behind funny. a microphone. Uh, but, <laughs> again, nah. I just, it's funny. Not it's for me. It's funny. That was enough it's for funny. me. And I read the lyrics and I'm good. I am good. <laughs> oh, it was perfect. You reading the lyrics that said everything you didn't know about oh why God. we're laughing. That's why I'm, that's why I'm like, no, thank, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not talking about like, oh, this is like amazing. I'm saying it's funny. I, I think it's a funny song. <laughs> good for you, Noah. I mean, I hope you still have a career. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> I never read it until a few minutes ago. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, everybody. That is it for this week. Um, giving you a twofer for today because you got uh, uh, day two, Demons 2. I mentioned that earlier. And go back to yesterday's uh, Damien Omen 2. I uh, did those two episodes. And I hinted around that uh, I gave you a little uh, a hint uh, since so far the first two movies have been part two to their series i'm giving you another part two to another horror franchise so get ready for that and that will be out tomorrow so whenever you listen to this most likely whenever most likely tomorrow 
because it is 1030 right now. The Zizu's got to go to bed. And uh, please go over and like us on Facebook. Uh, go over to our anchor feed. Listen to everything over there. Shoot on over YouTube and watch what we got there. Promise you we'll get a couple more videos on there before this year is up. Shoot on over to T Public uh, and get a MacNez or East Society shirt. Links are down below. Follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod, MacNez Pod, uh, Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, East Society Podcast. Still trying to work that out. Uh, at the Zisu, at MacNez Pod. Follow uh, Taylor and I's Blu ray pages, Blu ray Nez, uh, at Blu ray Taylor. Follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod. And go over and our shout out to uh, Mixlaw Beats Productions for the intro and outro. Go over to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your beats and everything that you need over there. Shout out to him. He's been with us for years and years when you hear that intro. And, yeah, that is going to be it. Um, yeah, again, follow us on TikTok for all those videos that I put over there. zisha has got to give us another one for uh, oh, yeah, more code. Do Give us a, oh, uh, an October one. To do the oh. Yeah, the Fright Night box would be a great one to do. Yeah, um, do that one. Very when, topical. When, when are you getting it? Whenever? It's coming in on Tuesday. All right. Well, we expect a TikTok from uh, the Zisu with his unboxing of all that. If you got to do it in two parts, go for it. But I don't know. They're saying that you can do 10-minute videos now, but I don't know. I've still been just risking it with the three-minute ones. But, hey, that, I don't know how much more you can okay. handle listening and looking at me. Yeah. But shout-out to uh, my, uh, <laughs> my grandson, Buster. He was in the last episode or the last video on TikTok. Uh, he is part of the East Society. If you listen to my last check, right. he was on it. He was in it with me. He's, Daniel's been. I don't know how many episodes, <laughs> so he's out there. So, but yeah, everyone, come back next week for more, and uh, come back every single day this month because we got our 31 days of horror. We just in the beginning. Yep. For, and we're recording this. We've only been down two episodes. Again, we got another episode coming out tomorrow, and the day after that, and day after that, all the way to. Uh, October 31st, which is Halloween. And most likely that will end with Halloween kills. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Oh, well, you know, it might be and it might be with spoilers. Uh, I'll probably talk about it a little uh, on the other one when, when it comes out. I think it comes out yeah. next week. I, think. I don't know. I'll probably just yeah. mention out that I liked it or I didn't like it. And I'll probably go into more uh, spoilers and everything with uh, the final episode. I don't know. We'll also get some yeah. more. Sure. Bonus episodes this month, and uh, definitely shoot on over to we Anchor w- when we record our Big Brother uh, finale yep. uh, season wrap up. And again, yep. that's it for me on Big Brother. So if yeah, we, if, no, that's fine. The next year, I just want to get your impression of the cast. I'm not going to ask you to keep up with it or anything, but I just want to get your impression of next year's cast. That's all I'm asking. Hopefully <laughs> no one will grab my eye like Indy did, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, shout out yeah. to Taylor. Spoiler alert. You guys probably already know if you watch it anyway. Shout you probably, out! You probably already know because you watched the show if you've been listening to all the Big Brother <laughs> stuff we did uh, this year. So, but With that, everyone, be safe out there. Come back again next week. And uh, again, listen to everything we got coming out every single day of this month. Focus, focus coming too. That that too. Focus, focus too. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Well, with that, uh, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time. You say, don't be a shit ass.